Hey everyone, welcome to The Collective Podcast. My name is Ash Thorpe and I'm your host. I'm going to try something a little bit different this episode. I've been kind of inspired by a couple other episodes I've been listening to and I really enjoy this uh, a way of kind of entering into a couple topics before the episode begins. Um, I get a lot of emails and IMs and PMs and all these different things in regards to lots of different topics and I try to cover them in these episodes but sometimes they don't necessarily get touched upon. So to kind of help answer these questions and to possibly um, help you all, I'm going to do my best to kind of cover them with each episode and in, in the intro. And so this uh, first uh, trial of uh, an intro is going to be an, around the, the concept of um, work ethic. I think it's a really important thing to talk about. And I think it's an important thing that I feel like might be fleeting from um, generations to come in the current generation. I could be wrong, but I feel like it's it's slowly falling away. Uh, I think that there's this weird thing that people expect things that they don't earn yet. And I think it's a, there's a problem with that. And so it's really important to remember to have a strong work ethic and to, to be willing to put in the time. There's a couple of things that I've learned along the way that I want to make sure I pass on to you all so that you know you can kind of think about it and apply it to your own. You might not necessarily agree with what I have to say, but um, yeah, you know, it's it's just my own journey into things that I've learned and things that I've discovered with the process of 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 having a life that I really enjoy and being able to do creative work and be able to be creative for a living. Uh, it's working for me, and and I hope it works for you as well if that's your goal. So, one and first and foremost, I just think it's really important to have a strong work ethic. I I personally don't work with people uh, that don't have that. I just don't, I, I can't trust a person that doesn't, isn't willing to put in the time and put in the hard work to make that happen. I think it's really important. So with, when regards to work ethic, it's really important to be willing to put in the time, whatever's needed to get the job done. Um, I think it's also really important to hold your expectations. You know, um, I think that there's a, there's this weird thing that happens. We're all expecting certain things from one another or, from corporations or from companies and so on and so forth. And every situation is different. And this advice is very much like just kind of a blanket advice and some things to think about. But um, I think one thing to just be you know aware of is, is hold your expectations and just put in the hard work and put in the time and have that work ethic really shine through. At the end of the day, you're not going to be necessarily judged by most of anything other than in regards to art, you're going to be judged mostly by your work. At least that's what I look at it as. When I pass away and I'm gone, I'm thinking hopefully my work, if it's good enough, if I get good enough to make work that's sustainable, it'll live beyond me. And I think that's really important. Um, I think it's also really important to just try not to be, you know, a diva is what I call it. You know, somebody that's just, I don't know, making a fuss about everything. Put in the work. Don't, you know, be a crybaby about things. If you need to put in some extra time, have that work ethic and that drive to get it done, have a positive outlook. It's really going to help change um, the overall work itself. If you're not, if you're in a situation that's toxic and not, you're not happy, then sure, that's a little bit different. But for the most part, if you've agreed to do something and taken on a task, then make sure you have the work ethic to fulfill it. Um, try not to expect anything from others that you wouldn't do yourself. I think that's a really key thing. And that's more or less a leadership role. But I think that we should all be leaders in our own lives. Um, I think we can all fulfill those things as well. So that's one thing that I try to do my best when I'm working with friends or people with um, on teams and stuff. I try not to ever ask them to do something that I wouldn't do myself. It's a really important thing. And that's part of work ethic, I think. And then just really, you know, 
owning your work and taking pride in what it is that you do and, you know, pride to the point of not, you know, being offended when somebody gives you a judgment or uh, something to help you grow, you know, we'll, I'll talk a bit about, um, you know, feedback and, and where to get it and how to get it and how I like to get it and where, where it works best for me in another episode. But, um, you know, with your work, just be able to just be willing to own it. I was just out in Japan. We went to, on a family vacation for about 15 days and it was just so refreshing to just see how dedicated the people of Japan that I've encountered were just dedicated to their craft, whatever it might be. And you see it and you feel it. You just experience it when you're there. No matter what position they take on, they you know really own that position in life. And it's just outstanding. And it, there's something about that that's really, for me, was really motivating. And it kept me reminding, you know, I think there's a thing in America where there's a lot of entitlements and stuff. And I think that it kind of gets in the way of that. And I'm, I'm not trying to cast a generalization, but it's something that I've noticed. And um, yeah, I think it's just, you know, really taking pride in what you do. I think it's very important. And whatever it is that you end up doing, like make sure that you really love it and you own it. It's really important. Um, I just think it's 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 a very vital part in having a strong career. And oftentimes I get a lot of these emails about like, hey, how you do it and how do I make this and how to make my break and all that stuff. And I think if you aren't willing to put in the time and have a strong work ethic, then that's a big problem. So be willing to put in the time and be willing to have a strong work ethic. I think we all have a strong work ethic. We just have to be engaged by the right amount of people or there's certain project or there's certain person to unlock that potential within us all. I think that we have it deep within us. It's just a matter of aligning yourself with those right projects. There might be a situation where you, you know, you're not really aligned with what you want to do. You know, when I was younger, I didn't, I had a hard time. Uh, my, my dad, who was a construction worker, he would take me out on location on, um, to go work and do some construction. And I hated it as a kid. But it was because I didn't really enjoy it and I didn't understand it. But you would put me down at a table and ask me to, you know, try to draw something or explain something. I would just go to town and I could do it until the time flew by. And I think the one thing you that you know you're aligned is when time starts flying by and you like you lose track of time. That's usually a really good sign. And I think just um, to to cap this off with work ethic, I think it's just be really, again, be really willing to dedicate yourself to your craft and and be willing to put in the time and own it and be, you know, just let it become you. And having that work ethic is going to really help you all out. So that's a, it's a little nugget of something. um, If you feel like you're, you know, that's, you're having hardship or you can't figure out what's going on, look at yourself and ask yourself what your work ethic looks like. You know, are you willing to put in the time, the extra hours you work on the weekends, you work the overtime, you do all that kind of stuff. I don't mean working stupid. I mean, working smart and really effective working, you know, and and what, what you're doing with that time. So just a thought that's work ethic. Um, let's begin. Uh, this is going to be episode 185 and this is going to be with my friend, Sergen Burlock. Um, who's originally was a student of mine uh, when I was teaching classes at Learn Squared, I knew right away that he was a very unique person and it was based on the way he would ask questions and how he would infer about information. And um, right away, he really taught me to be a better instructor and a better teacher. And I did my best to help him grow as a student. And then we became friends and I trying my best to help him in life as well by giving him some advice and things like that. And we've uh, managed to have a really awesome friendship that I've really enjoyed and cherished over the years that we've known one another. 
And so our, our relationships kind of blossomed to that. And then we also worked together and Sir Jen did an incredible job of manifesting what I was trying to create, which in my short film Edifice, which was um, manifesting what artificial life, the origin of thought and what that original thought would look like. I didn't want to do the stereotypical kind of things. I wanted to create something quite new and unique. And um, Sir Jen just, he just did an amazing job on that. And we talk a lot about it and it's, there's works all over his site too. You can check that out. It's really impressive. Um, in this episode, we talk a little bit about where Sir Jan comes from and really his love of science and his inquisitive nature, just how he is and what he, where, he, where he gets that from. And he talks about his early childhood and kind of how he had this spark of um, curiosities, which is really awesome, very fascinating. And we also talk a little bit about like Sir Jan's hardships and things that he went through and the, you know, the, how he got through these things. And, you know, it's, uh, it's something that we all encounter, I think, in our careers and in our journey of being creative is like there's always going to be a low part and then there's a high part and you know this learning how to go through those processes and those times and really finding your way through them um, and having support groups to do so but we talk a little bit about that and then we also talk about where he's going on in the future and what he wants to be doing and all that great stuff so this is a this is a special episode as they all are and this is just a really it's a great one. I'm really super happy to have Sir John on and uh, this is going to be episode 185. Let's roll. We've been wanting to do this for a while now. Well, at least I have. I've been yeah. wanting to get you on the podcast for a while now. And yeah. You've been so shy, shy guy. So, but now we're here. So. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. And I just something I want to share with you because I, I, I didn't tell you this. It's sort of, I've been debating with myself, you know, how honest I want to be, you know, sharing my personal and creative journey sure. that was leading to this conversation because it wasn't all happy. Like there was depression, anxiety, chronic pain. There was a lot of grief and, uh, and, and design in this journey has been the medicine that has been keeping me going. And, um, and this is one of the subjects I want to cover because I, I never heard people talk about it the way I want to talk about it. Yeah. And uh, so, so like for me, there's been like so many things in the equation at the, at the same time. So it was frying my nervous system and, uh, and, you know, struggling, feeling like the imposter because, you know, I wasn't doing the work that was reflecting my taste. It wasn't the portrait of who I am. And I didn't want to bullshit you and the world when, when I talked to you because yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't a lot of pain. And there was something going on recently in my life that I knew if we spoke earlier, it would have influenced how I express myself mm -hmm. because stress hijacks logic and creates, you know, pathways in your circuitry that inhibit beautiful, cohesive, intelligent thoughts. And, and I, I knew that if, when I have an opportunity to talk to you, I want it to be open, true and honest conversations because mm -hmm. uh, it, it's these sort of conversations that are actually useful and valuable to broadcast. Yes. Um, I, I noticed like in my life, the, the byproduct of being real and doing really good work was people actually reaching out to me and connecting with me in a yeah. way that I could not have anticipated or predicted. And the best friendships came through that, you know, like friends like Nicholas Lopardo, David Ahujava, uh, Wilson Tang and uh, my buddy Abhishek as well. So it was amazing to witness how the frequency of, of work and the frequency of honesty 
was creating this, uh, you know, bridges of connections with amazing pe- uh, people. And this is what your podcast has been about. It's been, even though, uh, dude, like four years ago, I, I really wanted to meet you in person, but like I, I didn't have anything to show for me. And it's been so therapeutic to, to listen to you and to other people talk about life. It helped much for me to stay on my trajectory because you, 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 you create this honest windows to people's souls, minds, and hearts. And, um, when, you know, people share medicine, they share their thought formulas and insights and how they created what they proud of and what they overcame and, uh, and what was the, you know, true cost of the ambition, like no bullshit, true creative personal battles. Because my, my problem with the, some podcasts that also feature different artists, they, they, a lot of them are kind of vanilla full of, full of like eloquent peaches and cream adjectives and every, everybody seems like, Oh, happy. And everything is amazing and, 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 and good. Right. But I, like, I would, I want to know, you know, what had someone forward themselves in the way they did and, uh, how they did it. Like with, with, with the podcast, my favorites are <laughs> Justin Holt and, uh, Johnny Hartstaff. Like I, I love mm, the, Johnny's you know, a genius. I was just thinking his work again. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I'm glad it's, it's so interesting that you, you that you find that, um, I mean, everybody gets their own, their own take from it, but I would say in regards to advice of like insecurity of opening up and being vulnerable or being honest, mm-hmm. I will say that from my experience and what I've seen on this show and just the impact that it's had is the, the more you're willing to just kind of be like, Hey, this is me. And, uh, that's what it is. Um, actually the more you're going to get out of life in general, I think because you're going to you're going to be playing less with the false world, the the facade mm-hmm. world, the the social media world, the yeah. hey, everything is is peachy and awesome and yeah. you're going to go it's not that everything isn't awesome, it's just that everything is real, you know, and real yeah. isn't always just uh super awesome all the time, you know, like there's that's what make that's what makes art so great is um going through those adversities. And I will say um, having known you over the years and seeing you, um, cause we first met, you were a student of mine yeah. and, and your, your art, <laughs> how much it's evolved has been, uh, it's been insane. It's been crazy. Cause we went from student mm-hmm. to teacher to working together and now yeah. you're on this whole different plane. You know, it's really awesome. It's really cool yeah. to see. And you did it really quite fast. I knew you were going to do it fast because I could see how mm-hmm. intense you were. You basically were wrapping time up and you were just kind of forcing and, and and you're really frustrated and every time you'd ask me questions I was like these are good questions to ask because these mm. are the questions that I remember asking yeah and those questions are you know like am I on the right page um I I don't feel I feel so alienated I don't I don't want to do that kind of work I want to do this kind of work like questions about your own identity and like you know like how you would just get super obsessed about things and stuff and I'm like no that's 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 part of your genius. It's like, you're willing to be yourself and authentically unique. And you're very, I don't, I only, I only know one of you, you know, like you're a very yeah. unique person. And mm-hmm. I think that's something to revel in into, you know, like you're not, you're not like, if you go on, like, say, um, like if you look at Sir Jan's work and you look at other people's work, it's like, it's a different, it's a different thing because you're pushing your own like passions and, thoughts and stuff. And I think that there, that's really where the, the beauty is. You're not trying to appeal to the masses necessarily. Of course you mm-hmm. want to be appreciated, but that's at yeah. least, this is what I'm seeing from the outside looking in, you know? So, mm. but I could yeah. be wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how much um, the outside affects you 
you know? So. Uh, n- not much, really, because there's only, <laughs> no, like, really, like, there's only certain people whose quality of thought that I trust, you being one of them. And, uh, and yeah, like when, but, but the thing is my, my work and the things that I'm trying to do is, is just a reflection of what, what I'm about and, and the deep inquiry, inquiry that I'm doing into the world and the, the, the questions that I'm pursuing. Right. Um, it's really a reflection of that. Like, it, uh, the, um, when what's interesting, you know, when, when I took your class, Dude, I was in so much pain, right? Like I was just right after surgery and I, 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 I could barely walk. And, um, but this, this whole uh, thing about the creative identity, I, I really was lost, man. I really was lost. And I, I was in that mode of, uh, sort of I, I, even like kissing ass to people, like trying to be nice and all that kind of stuff. And, and I, and I tried to, you know, I, I, I took a lot of, uh, different workshops and classes and I, I took, uh, amazing, uh, it was Ryan Summers who actually helped me to understand myself better. When I was, uh, when I took a, a mentorship with him for like six months and, uh, I could actually see myself better. But the thing is, um, in the motion design community, you know, where, where people, have, uh, this companies like giant ant and buck, and they, they sort of became this, this standard everybody measures to it too. Right. Because it's, it's beautiful. It's aesthetically beautiful work. Yeah. Beautiful and work. even though, and even though I love that work, what my blind spot was that I thought that I needed to express myself through that sort of style. Sure. And I could, and I couldn't, and I, you know, I took uh, character animation classes and I took this and that, and I, and I really wanted to be friends with Jorge. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I, and, and, and then I, I know I was noticing how, what, what behavior was constructing out of me because of that. And I didn't like it. Like I didn't like the version of me that was man- manifesting from this weird pursuit of identity. And I was really scattered. Like I tried to, uh, like I, I was not happy. Right. And that was a lot of pain. And the, the, I, it's, you know, it's, it's only through your class actually that I started to chisel my identity and, and understand myself even, even better because, because I was so fascinated with geometries and it wasn't really clear to me until, until I started to see, well, wait a second, everything that I'm producing has a lot of shape. Yeah. Everything that I'm producing is, um, yeah. And that, that took me on a journey that, uh, you know, that led to this conversation. And, uh, the coolest thing that happened with, uh, with your class was, well, first of all, I've always wanted to meet you, right. And to be mentored by you. And, and the, when, when you gave us the creative brief, uh, I, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to expand it because we had some creative liberty and freedom to, to do something of our own. And that, that, that moment was when, when I, I saw that, even though I had, even though I had a really good taste, I didn't know how to cook. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And I was like, fuck, like I, I, and, and there were things that you pointed out to me that I, I either couldn't see or that I wasn't willing to admit at first. Yeah. And it, it took, it took me, um, and again, like, uh, in the equation, like I, I was, uh, in pain that I was like, I, it was di- like the whole thing was difficult, you know, to, to, uh, and even see, like, even now that I'm talking to you about this, I'm noticing I'm actually filtering myself in what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I, I, well, I'm, you I'm, will constantly, it's just something mm-hmm. you have to be cautious of and aware of, and it's fine, you know? So like, and you could just be as open as you want or not, you know? So I would say that's a two way street though, because you having you as a student, that was the first time I ever really taught. And so I was totally new to it. And so you let me know when I wasn't doing a good job, which was good for mm-hmm. me to know. It was hard. It was like really hard for me to deal with. But at the same time, it was like, damn, you know, like I need to do this better or I need to be aware of these things, you know, and that really helped sharpen 
my next class. And also yeah. I feel like it helped sharpen the school in general, Learn Squared too, because it was like the feedback you gave, you know, post the class or even I think midway through the class is like yeah. certain things. It's like, you can't just do that, you know, like you need to help or usher and like, yeah, that's right. I didn't really think about that. So much of what I do is about exploring and I, there one thing about teaching that I found really difficult is I didn't want you to just become me. Yeah. I wanted to give you the tools to cook rather than find my yeah. recipes, you know? So like, yeah. and I think that's, um, you know, it's so easy to just go like, Hey, like, you know, here's my recipes, just mm-hmm. here you go follow me and then just be like me. But then that leaves you with nothing because you're just an empty shell of like a, a byproduct of me, I'd rather figure out like, well, how do you think? What, in, what intrigues you? Mm-hmm. Why does that intrigue you? Well, then you should go look at that, you know? Um, yeah. Cause that's the yeah. artist. That's the artist way I think is being curious and then following a path of thought and logic that makes sense to you and your core values. And everything comes from that, you know? And that's where, that's where really pure genial work comes from, I think. And when we, when we use the phrase genius or whatever, mm-hmm. it's basically saying like you're using, you're, you're, you're at your core of your, your, like your, your essence of being, you know, I mean, that's really the trick, but it's so hard to usher that out of somebody that doesn't want to, or isn't aware of it or can't see it. You know, I think we all have potential to be amazing. It's a matter Mm -hmm. of being, being able to have that unlocked. You see, you see and hear that all the time and you see extremes cases that say like in the projects or like, you know, in rough neighborhoods where a kid's taken under an ushering mentor for boxing or whatever it might be. Usually it's a physical outlet because there's a lot of, you know, physical madness going on in the uh, rough neighborhoods. But and you go from there and you see that person just thrive and advance and grow and change because they're under that wing of that person, you know. So, But I think it's such an important part to have mentors. I need more mentors. I, I wish I had more. I need to figure out how to get more. <laughs> who, would you be, who would be a mentor? That's a, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you, you go through life and you're constantly changing and depending on where you're going and what you have and how you're looking at things, there's different mentors to have, you know, I think for me, I'm, mm-hmm. it's not a person per se. It's just an essence of something that I'm after. I'm looking for somebody that has been where I'm at and has gone further. And, um, I'm just trying to find that person in a sense, you know, and I'm not in any way saying that that doesn't exist. I'm just trying to find that person and, and find the person that's willing to kind of share their life with me, whether that's a doctor or I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, it'll happen in time. But, um, I think having mentors is really important. At least I think so. Are there any particular fields that you're exploring that are actually influencing your, you know, worldview or influencing, uh, you know your trajectory um right now i'm just been really totally consumed with just constantly learning the art and programs and all that stuff so i haven't had a chance to cross pollinate fields yet really um like i I think like i can definitely see that with you and i know you've Mm -hmm. been doing a lot of that which is cross crossing over which i think is again we should definitely talk about is how important it is to cross over yeah yeah but no no not really how about yourself though? Like, cause I know uh, you've been going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, I, I, I studied neuroscience, uh, yeah. and, uh, deeply architecture of nature and, uh, solar physics. And that, I mean, I dude, I just, I, I'm, I'm genuinely happy when I read like papers on multifractality of solar flares. <laughs> right. And, and like, and it's the thing is it's, it's, so it's unique. 
and few people kind of get me. It's difficult to relate to people, especially like if you want to meet somebody, right? Like in a romantic sense as well. Like like when when people ask you, so what do you do for fun? Expecting an answer that you know you go hiking or something. It's like no, no, no. I you know I try to understand the architecture of God. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, uh, it's beautiful. You know, uh, but the and the, actually the all of this, man. Like I'm I'm 34, 35. I don't know something like this. And and yeah, I same age then. Yeah, like we and I for me this this began like when I was five. Like when I like that's my earliest memory. And and I was I was born in a unique place, which is a Baikonur. Yeah, it's, I want to uh, talk about that because your childhood is, says a lot about who you are and where you come from, the yeah. questions you ask and the habits you've created. Yeah. So, well, yeah, let's yes. talk a little bit about your childhood if you want. Yeah, yeah because the, the, this uh, um, only recently I became aware how you know when I look back at my life and and how the trajectory got. Uh, got, got sculpted and constructed the um, uh, uh, well it's a place that's located in the deserts of Kazakhstan back then it was United uh, um, Soviet Union and it's uh, it's literally in the middle in the middle of nowhere like within uh, let's say like uh, 150 miles radius there's nothing there's like uh, camels and nomads like a, and uh, this this place is is a uh, like a spaceport uh, for the Russian space forces. Uh, yes. That, I've that, heard about this. I've been watching this show called, um, the dark tourist and he goes there. Yep. Okay, cool. Where, yeah. Where, where is it called? What's it called? Uh, well, the place. Yeah. Uh, by Konur. Yes. You went there. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, so that's, that's my hometown. Uh, yeah. yeah it's like, there's nothing out there. Yeah, except for <laughs> like twenty uh, launch pads for the for the rockets. And tons of, of radiation and all that stuff, right? Yeah, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. this is starting to make sense. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the thing is, and that that's one of the places that that was the reason for the Cold War, you know, between the United States and and and, and the Soviet Union, because that that that's the you know space race, and uh, that's yeah. where they launched the Sputnik from, and the the first man in space and stuff like this. They still so, launch like, rockets and stuff from there. Oh, oh yeah, t- 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 I think every two weeks. It's B- it's the most, yeah B A I K O N U R right. Correct. Yeah. Wow, this is so weird that I just watched this show. Wow, crazy! And, it, yeah. and I was like totally fascinated by. It. I'm like, I gotta go here. I didn't know that was where you. I, th- I thought. I remember you mentioned you were from Russia. So this is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's really uh, barren there. Wow. Crazy. And, uh, yeah. What a <laughs> yeah, unique like, place, man. It is, and it, it's funny. Like it's really, it's uh, it's really hot. Like it's plus. Uh, I I don't know what Fahrenheit. I can only tell you in Celsius. Like forties like and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So hundred. Yeah. And it's uh, uh, in summer and uh, it's really cold in winter and there's like beautiful tulips, like massive tulips. Like even if you Google like uh, uh, Baikonur tulips, rockets, you'll see like massive, I think because of the radiation, the tulips are even larger. So <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. No, sure. Uh, and um, so for me, um, growing up in a desert, the, the, the beauty of that was uh, because a desert is like ocean, but dry. Right. It's just yeah. made out of sand and it smells nice and there's space to think. There's no light pollution. There's um, uh, there's no skyscrapers. There's uh, um, basically it's a city that's uh, um, imagine a city of 65,000 people and 99 percent of those people are military officers, highly educated. Yeah. So it, it's like there's no crime and the city is surrounded by barbed wire. So like it's, 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 that's what it was, right? Like, so there was like this oasis, uh, in, in the middle of nowhere. For, um, and about 
um, 50 miles from the city, you have like different launch pads for, for different purposes, different rockets and stuff like this. And uh, there's like a lot of tarantulas and scorpions. And uh, that was, like as, as a kid, I was really fascinated with, with uh, tarantulas and scorpions. So like, you know, every, everything producing poison was fascinating to me. It's like, you know, I have like this little bio lab with legs, you know, <laughs> yeah. producing chemical concoctions, like this biochemical little biological device running, making medicine. <laughs> yeah, so I found it fascinating. So the, like when I, when I was a kid and, I, and th- th- this is true because I, I, I don't know exactly what was the catalyst, but when I was about five and I was in the desert, I was looking at the blue sky and I, I don't remember exactly what and how this happened, but the, uh, this awareness kicked in. I'm like, Oh, I'm alive. You know, like I'm, uh, and it, it, and the, uh, just give me a moment. I'm, I'm trying to make, make, make it make sense because no, go ahead. It's what, an abstract what, thing, but I get it. Yeah. It, but, but because the, what I started to realize when I was like five is that I don't know how, how I am designed. Because because it's like I'm, it felt like okay so I have all these shapes and I have all these structures I was looking at my hands and and I can see you know I have like five fingers and another five fingers you have this architectures and you have organs and and I and it's all working and I have no idea through thought how it's working yet yet it is working mm-hmm. and this dichotomy never made sense to me since and like since since I was very small it, it's like it felt like I'm inside of something and it's working without me knowing how it does so. Yet mm-hmm. I'm in it, you know, sure. and I, and, and even in biology classes, you know, when you learn more about anatomy, it's getting even more confusing <laughs> because it's like you learn more, like you have the brain and then you have the lungs and then you have testicles that actually look half brain, half lungs, which is kind of <laughs> yeah. crazy. And, yeah. and it's, it's weird and it's interesting and kind of annoying because it's uncomfortable because you don't know. It's like how, like wh- who designed this? Or like, why, why am I this way? And why, why don't I, like if I cut myself and it starts to heal itself yet, I don't know the formula that it's using to do that. And it was even more annoying <laughs> that people around me were just okay with that, not wanting to know, like yeah. everybody's seemed fine. So th- these are sort of, yeah. these are the sort of questions, you know, that have been cir- circulating in my body because how come I don't know my own anatomy? What's the geometry of thought? What's the geometry of soul? Like what's the architecture of the sun? Why do why do languages look the way they do? By the way, this question, uh, there's something I, I think I told you that, I, that, that I'm, I've been designing that that was my exploration of that question. I'm going to share later though with you. But that was like, like these sort of questions about the shape, right? Like why, you know, what's the anatomy of electrons? What's the anatomy of sound? Because everything, you know, we, 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 you and I talked about it um, uh, several times about the, the shape, right? Like everything in nature has shape and has function. And I, and this is sort of what the questions that are circulating in my nervous system. Mm. And, and, and I'm not like trying to impress anybody or find the one satisfying answer to everything. But this is the, what's been genuinely driving my curiosity, you know, like does a caterpillar know she will turn into a butterfly? Does the spider, spider see the matrix? You know, why fruits and vegetables have pentagonal hexagonal foundations? And, um, it, and, and the question that I, about time has been the, the, the most, the, the most times the most fascinating of it all. Like, oh my God. That's what sews it all together. <laughs> for me, this was because everybody, like you read different books and you, you uh, like uh, on science books and, and, uh, you read all this, uh, science-y adjectives that they use to describe time and gravity. And it looks like it's exact same thing. Yeah. And only on my birthday, actually, I was in, in California and I went to, I, I met my buddy, Saber Jossi. 
and we went for coffee and, and he gave me interesting perspective on time that I've never heard anybody say this before. And he described time as a creature mm-hmm. and we are inside that creature. And, and the way he presented it, it was so poetic and it, and, and, and how he deconstructed it for me, it made so much sense on the, on, on through the prism of physics. And I started to see time as like this super fluid blood of life that I'm inside of, you know? Hmm. And I, yeah, so, and it, it's these sort of questions and, um, exploring these questions and trying to find satisfying, satisfying answers to myself because through the criteria that I measure through, that's basically what, what, what I've been about, you know? Yeah, man. These uh, questions, these fundamental questions that you ask yourself, it, it is odd that, um, for the most part, general populace and people just don't want to ask them, ask these questions, you know, because I think what that does is it just stirs up so many more questions and then your mind just kind of goes in circles and stuff because mm-hmm. there aren't any answers for the most part that have like logical foundational like sense and grounded in, in some sort of reality that we can grasp. I mm-hmm. always think that we really don't know anything anyways. We're mm-hmm. just kind of grasping at straws here. Um, we're trying to, but we generally don't have an, an understanding of the main, like, we understand patterns and, and things and we see patterns. Like you're just mentioning like the different shapes of uh, vegetables and how that is different from different shapes that you find in other things and organs and all that kind of stuff. But then you break everything down to the core essence of what they are. And then you find that those are, it's still all you're doing is just kind of deciphering, but we still have a lot of just like, well, it's like this because Santa Claus, you know, like I call it the Santa Claus uh, issue, you know, it's like constant Santa Claus issues going on because it's so complex that we don't really have an answer to give to it because it's just, it's just too far fetched for us to really grasp, you know? And I think asking these questions constantly is a, is probably one of the best things you can do as a creative, curious person, because you're going to basically like, I've seen it in you. I've seen you kind of go like, well, this is like that and that. And you're basically hypothesizing you're on the bridge between science, math and and art. I think Mm -hmm. that is, one of the things I must say is very important. I feel like it's something that's really dying out a lot is people are so quick to put a title on themselves and it drives me nuts Mm. because it's like, (laughs) fuck, like you're not just that one thing, like be other things if you want, you know, like, you know, we're created and it's so cool. I want to talk a little bit about that moment, that lightning bolt that hits you of reality at five. But Mm. we're at this, you know, you, when you're born, you're given the best most incredible gift. Almost all of us are is, is our brain, with the ability to have open consciousness and an open, just look at reality, we can basically decide what it is that we want to do or not. It's fascinating because yeah. we're given that for free as an open gift. Why nice. put it yeah. in a box, you know? So, so I think it's really fascinating. I think it's a really important part of being creative is being able to open your mind to these questions because if you are ever like kind of stuck on something like just ask yourself, like, why are we here? You know, yeah. Who created us? Where are we going? You know, like those three questions will keep your life's work completely consumed forever. And it's not like you can just like, Oh, I'm just going to learn typography. Like, cool. That's cool. That's like the most finite, finite, finite piece of finite piece of finite. It's still, it mm. can envelop your entire life if you wanted to, but why not ask more of yourself and be curious about those things and, and wonder about them? And I don't know. For me, I find that that's really like there's a lot of fascinating things that come from that. And 
and it can really breed into like such interesting, it uh, gets you into some really interesting things, I think, you know, so. Yeah. yeah I, there's one thing uh, that it uh, crawled in, into my awareness when I was thinking about it. It's that we actually, if you look at every science uh, or every human attempt, it's like we're trying to decode life through thought, through yeah. the geometry of thought. Yet, I was like, wait a second, but was life actually created through thought? You know, mm, like yes. we, we are trying to do like, for instance, uh, we, we build computers because we uh, we try we build we, we build this digital matter. But because we don't understand how to speak the biological matter. Right. It's it's just a different entity. I mean, it's just a different it's uh, like like a human body is just a, we just don't know the neuronal language. Right. To 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 understand how the organs function. But the that's why like we build the we, we build digital and we kind of praise digital because we know how we built it and we, we kind of, we can forward it, but we disregard the beauty of the neuronal language because, and we don't really pay much attention to it because you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. we, it's still such a mystery because probably it was not created through thought. Well, yeah. And neural, like that, that stuff's all created through time and evolution of time. And, um, you know, just cause it's really crazy if you start to really think about it and depending on what, who, what, what you believe in all that stuff too. And, and if what we're saying is against what you believe in, please don't take offense to it. It's just what we think. So, but I think what the key is, is like, you know, if you, if you believe in say like the big bang and so thinking about mm -hmm. how, you know, particles in space mm -hmm. collapse in on themselves and, they, and then extract it out and then blast it out into this massive explosion and then it reformed and then. The, yeah. the, the, the creation of earth itself is just such an interesting thing. And then how life began to evolve. I mean, think about a single cell organism all the way to where we are now. It's pretty insane. And that's all done through the sewed together by, via time, which is so yeah. freaking fascinating, man. Like just thinking about the art that exists in that is just insane. I remember I was sending you videos while we were doing the, Akira mm -hmm. tribute and I was showing you like dude Sergeant check this shit out and it was all this video that we were capturing of microscopic ink sp splitting and spreading and stuff and I was like oh man yeah just want to drink that yeah <laughs> well you look at it and, and yeah. what it did what it did to me and I think we talked about this in person I think we did is, is I was it was almost as if I was looking at what God is like yeah I was yeah. seeing um the genial qualities of raw creation happening right before my eyes. Mm -hmm. And it was just like this crazy spiritual thing for me. I was like, I yeah. can't believe it because you know, what's, what it was telling me is I, I'm, I might be driving on the freeway in the rain going 80 or whatever. And all around me for like eternal, like is, is art. Art is happening. Yeah. Like the way the water hits my windshield and splits and spreads and fractures off. And then, hits pieces of oil. And if I were to look at that oil happening, that like, it just told me that art is everywhere constantly. And it's up to you to see it. It's small, it's big, it's large, it's medium size, it's everywhere and how you approach it and how you look at it. And I think it's like those moments, those lightning moments, you know, like mm -hmm. you had at five years old, it's just yeah. when it hits you and you're like, wow, I can't, I can't, there'll be, there's never enough time in my life to really appreciate or even understand or grasp just how incredible uh, everything is like how insane yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. And when you, when you study the architect, architecture of this on a, on a subatomic level, right on the, the, the geometry of electron configurations, that gets even more interesting, but gets even more exciting actually. That, that, that I feel like, Oh my God, like, and, and the dichotomy is that, and you are it, 
you know, yeah. and I am it, which is like, it's like, fuck, like how, how, that's strange, you know, like yeah. that is so strange and I am it and, and I'm so fascinated by how I'm designed and the, like, I'm, I was so fascinated when I realized that the, all seeds have similar shapes, all seeds. Yeah. Crazy. And, uh, Nature has a, has a, has a recipe. <clears throat> And, and and then when I started to look, I was like, how how come? And all leaves have the same shape. Like mm. you have like this triangular ending. I was like, and there, and there is a reason for that as well, right? Yeah. It's not it's not just okay. It, it it looks pretty. Nothing in nature looks pretty for the sake of pretty. Absolutely no. nothing. And then, the, the, uh, it's designed like especially flowers designed to you know um, uh, deodorize the 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 um, uh, the hydrogen nitrogen uh, what we call the air. Right. Yeah. And I was like, and, and it's purposeful, you know, like there's so much purpose and intentionality behind it. And when you look at the, into this so much, like it's crazy. Like, um, yeah. you just want to be silent. It's like, okay, you know what? And, and, and I'm here and then I'm going to die, you know? And, it, <laughs> yeah. and, and then he's like, okay, so, um, and turn into energy again or something, who knows? Right. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, what's interesting is that, uh, I, I read this, um, 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 I forgot his name, uh, uh, it's a French, um, um, neurophysicist and he's got an incredible, uh, model for, um, I think it's called the anatomy of God or, uh, or the architecture of God. Wait a second. What was it? The, the, I think it's the anatomy of God. Is that what you said? I think, you, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So, uh, it just, uh, that's a translation into English. So, and he is, um, it's, his beautiful, beautifully explains how everything is made out of this different configurations and architectures of electrons. And that means you too, right? And the idea is that all of those electrons organized into the specific biological organism and control all the biochemical, biophysical processes by means of this electromagnetic fields that they generate. And that's mm-hmm. a human body, man. Like, I mean, yeah. that, that's you. And, and like these, these electrons are the substance of what we call the human soul, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and no, but see, like you tell that to some, you know, uh, people who have a different viewpoint <laughs> on, on sure. creation and like, and it's like, no, 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 it's not that. Like I, we were not going to so fascinating there. what <laughs> that is, what that does too. I always find it fascinating when you encounter somebody that has a totally different belief system. And oftentimes it, you know, I was, it's, I think it comes down to how you're raised, you know, um, how you're programmed, I should say. Yeah, um, because yeah, we, yeah. you know, and we're programmed by whether you want to believe it or not. We're programmed by yeah. the people who raise us and create us. Yeah, um, and they can either tell you one thing or another, and you don't want to go against that. And as a kid, as a as a very small early program, you, you don't have the the cognitive ability to question or doubt things. At that mm-hmm. sense, I, I I was blessed with the I don't know. I've always been able to. I'd always be like, well, why is that? What about that? That doesn't make sense. None of it ever made sense. Any organized religion made no sense to me because I'm like, what? Like, yeah. came from the rib? What's that even mean? You know, like, I don't get that. I yeah. mean, a lot of them are, you know, lost in translation. And, and I, I'm not saying, not trying to discredit. It's just that it never made sense to me personally. Not to say that it doesn't make sense because some of it actually makes complete sense to what it is, but it's not what, what I was interested in necessarily. But there is really great, beautiful things that are you know, that are involved with in religion and stuff, and incredible things that have come from religion. Um, also, really horrible atrocities yeah. <laughs> and kind of come from that too, misunder- misunderstandings and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of it was used by you know, which I think is sociopathic people to use mm-hmm. to basically control or destroy other people because they have this lizard brain going on, <laughs> yeah. which is a whole other topic of thought. But. Um, no, but, man, it's fascinating. Hmm? Sorry, go ahead. 
um, and, and this is important awareness that you have, right? I think uh, a while ago you uh, mentioned this this guy. Uh, every every book that you mentioned, I read. They don't don't Ruiz Miguel, and uh, the uh, five agreements, the four agreements. Mm, yes, yes, remember? It's an interesting and, one. Yeah, it's been and, a long and, time since I read that book. Yeah, uh, but but he began the book exactly with deconstructing how your uh, you know architecture of identity came to be, right? Like since, since you're a kid, right? Mm -hmm. It's like you, as a body, as a biological organism, you, uh, you uh, encode yourself, you encode the nervous system with, you know, through kindergarten, through parents, through school, through church, through this, through that. And all of that creates this architecture kind of library of experiences and selectivity and expectations and thought patterns and, and grammatical structures through which you live right, through which you express yourself, through which you execute different thought patterns. I noticed myself, um, I, with you, it, what I respect about you, I know you're really consistent, like you, 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 you have your shit together, like you, like whether one in podcasts or in real life, I can say you are one human, right, you're not trying to be somebody else, you're not, you know, you, 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 you're pretty much ash, right. I noticed with myself is that in different contexts, especially when I was, you know, in the search of my identity, I could see how all these different thought patterns and behaviors were arising in me as mm. if I was like a, like a host to them, like, <laughs> a, like it was in me, it was executing through me. Yeah. And, and, uh, for example, you meet somebody in the elevator and boom, immediately you kind of start to say like silly shit. I was like, like where is this coming from? Like, why am I like, and I, and I started to notice what is the first playing. thing, like, what's the first thing that arises in my mind? And when, when I engaged in, in whatever I engage, Mm -hmm. I, I notice it. I don't say it. I try not to execute it. I just notice this is what's arising. Okay, good. Okay, what would be the next next thing? Then I notice the next thing, and then I do the third thing that would show up. And usually it's silence. <laughs> so mm -hmm. so not do like the first thing, not being like impulsive. Yeah. Um, and and I believe that's an important thing to do so that you're aware of who you are and what's what's also circulating in you. Because you are consuming, again, through games, through food, through the environment, so many ideas that, and again, this is, when you understand as a, from the neuroscience point of view, how the nervous system gets um, conditioned, like you don't need to be aware of being conditioned. That's the scary part. Like somebody can condition you without you uh, knowing that. Yeah. Which, which, is, which is interesting. But when you understand that, you know, that not all thoughts circulating in you are actually your thoughts, right? It's just like, for example, when you said your lizard brain, yeah, there's a part of the brain that, that's really fight or flight. over, baby. And yeah, and if you don't know that it's not just entirely you, it wraps around your identity and the body becomes like this, you know, bio machine executing a certain code. Yeah. And, it's a and very primitive code. It's a correct. Code. And they're, <laughs> yeah exactly Which almost is, everything that's pro their problem with what's going on is coming from that shitty code honestly mm -hmm. it's just like that throwing poop code it's a call yeah you just get angry you throw poop <laughs> yeah. primitive styles no it's yeah but it's interesting that you wear the different faces i think we all do you know even i do there's certain contexts and places and things like it is really difficult it's more than ever i think now I mean, maybe it was, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm just assuming, which is stupid of me to do, but like, you know, there, you're basically having to wear different facades, basically, you know, mm -hmm. depending on the context of which your situation is or whatever you're doing. Um, yeah, it, it's, I think in, in the way that some things shape you and change you, that's why I think 
certain places like if you travel like it turns it it pulls good things or bad things out of you it lets you see certain things about yourself that you like or you don't like you know so i think that you know that's just another form of what face you wear basically Mm -hmm. social face but i think it's more i think it's more challenging than ever because of the political correctness that's like striking everywhere on social media and all that stuff yeah yeah i think it's harder than ever to be genuine really to be honest you know well said yeah like you have to push your foot around yeah yeah and it's like a bummer because not everybody wants to be vanilla Mm -hmm. you know um and i think like so much of what I like about certain types of people, whether I agree with them or disagree, is that they're willing to just be themselves 100%. And I think that, you know, like, again, I think it's just a, it's really great when it, when it aligns with your own system of, of beliefs and things, but it's really bad when it doesn't. Political stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, people are. But, like, you got to appreciate when somebody's being genuine. It's like, wow, they're just, you can't touch them because they're genuine, you know. It's like I'd always learned that as a kid, my mom would help me. She's like, Oh, when kids are making fun of you, you just make fun of yourself. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. That's how you, that's how you basically, that's how you're, you go right through them because they can't make fun of you because you've already made fun of yourself that you take away mm-hmm. all their power and, you know, which mm-hmm. I found fascinating, but that's I digress here, but yeah. I think it's, it's, it no. is really difficult. And I, there is, there's definitely parts of my life where I definitely have to put on <laughs> a face, but you know, I hate that. And so what I try to do is just try to avoid it having to do that at all by not being around people I don't want to be around. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. And the, the, um, in, in the beginning, I don't know if you recorded that you mentioned, uh, sometimes I'm, I don't listen enough or you, you mentioned like, I, I'm trying to become a better listener, right? Yeah. So that I'm not like rushing into asking you an, another question. Yeah. And, and my experience has been, I, I'm not, I, because I started to notice it in, in me. I, uh, when I was really working on myself, when I, the way I communicate, I, um, I, I was really a sake presenter and, and communicator. Uh, and it, even now, like I have like a picture of thought and then I need to slow down and distill that image into grammatical structure. And it, it it's annoying because, you know, in the image, everything's clear. So when I communicate through word, it's more difficult for me. So I, I the exercise I started to do is the, I, I recorded myself in different, in different situations and, um, like in different meetings and, uh, and what I would do, I would re-listen to that. And it was annoying. It was like really, um, I was like, fuck, is this really the way I talk? You know, and <laughs> it's a real and common I, thing. People hate listening to themselves, man. Yeah. But the, this was the most difficult thing. It, I, I would, I would write out everything that I say and I would look back and I was like, okay, and this is how I could have said it better. <laughs> and this is how I, and this was sort of like healing the past or like rewiring my nervous system to, um, be more efficient. Mm. And it, it took a bit of time, but it, it was, when, like when I was uh, working on your project, yeah, like our meetings were recorded and then I would listen to it. I was like, fuck, I, 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 it's not, I shouldn't be wasting, you know, 30 minutes of your time uh, because it's not your fault that I'm like, I don't, uh, it's my responsibility. You know, my inability to communicate it quicker is my responsibility. So I need to be able to be more efficient and, and more clear and prepare ahead of time so that, uh, you know, you, you understand what I'm doing and it aligns with you know, what you want. What I'm saying this for is I notice is the, uh, when I discuss different ideas with people, I notice a lot of people like just really, um, obsessed and, uh, and tempted. There's like a lot of temptation to share their opinion versus really asking, ask you like genuinely, what, what do you mean by something? Like what, mm. what, and I, I notice Beautiful every, that you see that. every, te- and I notice every 10th word or like 10 to 12 words, the person is trying to inject their thought. 
And I'm like, well, slow down. Like, I'm not asking for your opinion. Mm. You know, like you're trying, you're answering questions I didn't ask you. Yeah. Like you asked me, let me complete the thought, then you can give an intelligent feedback. Mm-hmm. And I also noticed, and I also noticed that in, in, in smart people, man, like I, I think there's like a nature of uh, nervous system that when I tell you 12 words and those 12 words, like a word is a world, right? It means different things. It's a symbol. It, it, it creates a pattern in your mind and you assume that you know what I mean. And immediately you're trying to sh- sort of shortcut and tell me, I know exactly what you mean. Let, let me tell you. It's like, no, 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 slow down. Let, 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 let me paint you the picture of, of what I want to say, because otherwise it's just not wise and intelligent. And when, when I, when I engage in those conversations, I would ask a person, do you consider yourself to be intelligent? Hmm. You know, it, it, it's, you'd be surprised how people get put off with it. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. And then I would ask him, okay, so what, tell me, what do you think is anatomy of an intelligent opinion? And I, well, you know, it's something factual, something that's research, something this and that and that. I was like, okay, good. Now notice how you're trying to give me the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just slow down. Like I'm not, I'm not here to argue. Like I'm not interested in, you know, I'm not here to prove a point. I, I know fucking nothing. I'm just saying there are certain things that I'm curious about. This is what I'm researching. This is what I'm finding. And the thing is, I'm what, when I research neuroscience and architecture of nature and, and, and stuff, dude, I go deep, right? Like I don't just, you know, um, so, uh, research the, on the surface level, but yeah. So basically that, that, that's, that's, that's what I wanted to share about that. That, that. That's just the awareness that's arising in me. And I don't engage in many conversations, especially when it comes to sensitive subjects and, uh, you know, some people, some religious people, some people, you know, have certain views, uh, on certain agendas, political and stuff like this. And the, and, and the reality, if, if that person, if you like slow down, you can actually deconstruct the architecture of any opinion and see how that came to be. Yeah, they all have a certain origin <clears throat> and, and they have a certain pattern too. I think it's great that there's such variety. I think life is is variety. And I think it's when people have their own agenda, I think the, the real conflict comes when they push it on other people. Like I would really, I really despise that mm. <laughs> yeah like, it's like because what you're doing is you you look so insecure and you and, and what it's doing is it's devaluing what your what your core values are because you're saying hey i'm so weak in my belief that i need to force it on you mm. you need to do it as well because it won't work unless you do it as well and it's like Ooh, hmm. whoa this is weird you know so and i think for the most part if we were all isolated in our own little balls of, of reality which some of these people definitely believe and i think is why they do what they do. Mm. I think they don't realize they're harming other people by doing what they do. But I think that's just, it's yeah, I'm tippy toeing around the, the conversation here. Cause yeah, I don't wanna, it's, it's well, a very sensitive thing, you know? So but, uh, let's talk about design a little bit. There, yes. there's, one, there's one topic that you actually, there's something that I sent you. And, uh, after that you, you suddenly like, we got a fucking podcast. <laughs> like, uh, and the topic was actually about the, uh, master chefing design because you and I, uh, you, we, we, we exchanged the thoughts about the Gordon Ramsay and like there, there was one, you sent me the video of this guy who was a master chef that built this incredible, uh, restaurant and he was like fanatical, uh, uh about his craft. Yes. Um, it was a documentary on Netflix. Yeah. Let me try and find that because I forgot the name of it. It was like um, 21 grams or something like that. Yeah. No, that sounds like <laughs> well, because it was like the his soul and his uh, yeah and his uh, forty two grams. I, yes, I don't forty two grams. That's is it? it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So the documentary is called Forty Two Grams. A little um, so for people that haven't seen it, which you should definitely watch it. It's a documentary. It was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it is anymore. 
and where you are located, but um, it's a it's a documentary about a wife and a husband, and they are well at least they they are both um, obsessed with it, but he is completely driven and consumed by like this idea of taking food and evolving it to this next level and turning like this like forgotten kind of abandoned like fried chicken joint into the world's most insane high level Michelin starred um, restaurant. And you just basically without spoiling it, you just get to see this journey and, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of sad from my point of view. I thought it was kind of sad, but um, yeah, Yeah, I love to talk to that guy. He's a very interesting guy. Yeah. Absolutely driven. Would be interesting the, to so, find out where he is. Yeah. yeah, and the name of it is really quite great. The name of the restaurant is Forty Two Grams, I think, or it was. It's not um, there anymore, but um, it was basically. I think it said that what's like when you die, you weigh twenty one grams less, or something. And they say that that's like your soul leaving your body. So forty two grams was was the weight of him, his soul, and his wife's soul. Which I just found that I thought that's great. I love that. So, but sorry, I just need to give context for those that yeah. haven't seen it. I would highly recommend you all watch it though, because it's the, it's the thing that good. that resonated with you and I. Uh, it, it's that fanatical, like well, like that fella and the Gordon Ramsay, right? Which is complete fanatical, unapologetic dedication to craft and yeah. pursuit of creating a memory, creating an experience for someone else through your work, right? Yes. I, I never made a connection until you mentioned, wait, wait a second, what about being a master chef in design? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it only connected, you know, when I started to study neuroscience and when you said that it, it's the, uh, design is the food we're feeding to the nervous system. Design is medicine, right? Like we are the consciousness doctors, the consciousness surgeons, because it's, it's when, the, uh, give me one sec, because I, I have a note, you, what you said impacted me so much. Uh, it was the first talk that I heard you do. Give me one second. Um, so good with notes and stuff. I'm horrible at that. You have such discipline. When I, yeah. back when we first met and you were my student, your, your presentations and your homework was like, it was like a 42 present page presentation. <laughs> and it's like, I love that. It's like, you go so far down into that rabbit hole, you know, like you go so much and you pull so much out, you know? But I, I, you know, I was taking it for granted until you pointed that out. And then I, what I realized about myself is that I'm trying to extract the medicine. I'm trying to extract the potion. I'm trying to extract the solution to, to like, I'm treating creative brief as something to find the visual solution for. Right. And that's why I'm doing this like really deep, not because, oh, it would be cool to have 42 pages of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, this has been, uh, this is, was in your conversation with uh, Johnny Hartstaff. And this, this, this one thought impacted me more than anything. Uh, you said when you are presenting something to someone in that moment, you are influencing their memory in that moment, you become one with that person. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, 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 you know, that's what art does. If it's really good, you're going into them and you're creating a memory and you're basically hijacking them, their, their psyche. And once you create a memory in somebody, you, you, you've owned that real estate inside their mind and you've yeah. created an impact on them. That's, I mean, I, I look back at so many times you've asked somebody, Oh, why do you do it? Oh, Star Wars, you know, like Star Wars, mm-hmm. people sitting in that room and that, in that theater or whatever, as a kid being completely just consumed by becoming Luke Skywalker and, and having a dream. And, and I think what, you know, like I'm just using this as a crime example because mm-hmm. it's very common, but 
It can happen with anything. You watch this this documentary we're talking about and see uh, yourself in these people and project yourself, and then and then have those things kind of live through you. A year later, you'll be dealing with a deal difficult thing, and you're going to think back to that memory of that thing that that person said, and it's going to take hold of you. And that's to me, that's really man, like. That's so cool because you're going beyond the physical realm. You're going into this psych- yeah. psychedelic, psych- psychological, neurological realm where you're tapping into creating. Because really, what that is is you're 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 creating uh, patterns and firing synapses and all that stuff. You're creating patterns of thought and within somebody else via the energy of creation, which is like again, it's like fascinating stuff. And this is this is why we're having this podcast, not for, for many reasons, but because this is, these are the very high level, interesting conversations and things to be talked about and discussed because it's like, why wouldn't we discuss these crazy things? You know, <laughs> when, you th- when you think about it, it's, it's a massive responsibility, right? Like when, when you're presenting yeah, something, uh, when you, you, and, and somebody is granting that permission to, to consume that, right? You, it, yeah, it, it becomes part of the experience. It can awaken nostalgia. It can expand possibilities. It can, uh, you know, expand, expand geometry of thought to something that the human could not have conceived before, or it can completely be the opposite, right? Like, uh, and so neuro, uh, biologically, uh, when, when biologically speaking, and any neuroscientist will tell you this, it's a, an image for the body is not just, oh, it's just because, you know, the body's treated like, oh, images, something comes and goes and it doesn't have any biological impact. No, 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 no. no. The, an image, when the, when the image enters, your eyes are decoding all these signals and the image converts into a hormone inside the body. And there's like over hundred thousand metabolic reactions. You know, the so eyes nuts. become like, becomes the gateway to the nervous system yeah. to inform the cells how to behave just like food. You know, when you ingest food, uh, it's getting into your esophagus. you got acid that dissolves food, then it goes further, gets filtered through kidneys, liver, gallbladder. But the thing is the same organs involved in the digestion of images, uh, uh, digestion of food are involved in the digestion of images. And this is neuroscience, right? This is not just an, opi- an opinion. This is a biomechanical fact. Um, yeah. And it, you know, what's interesting, like, and, uh, the things in your life that you remember most vividly are the ones who experienced hormones that we call hormones of love or fear. Mm, that's, that's how, yeah. yeah. Like the, these are the bioelectrical architectures that get generated by organs and it gets stored the, the way it works. Dude, this is the stuff that I really want to create beautiful illustrations for and animations for yeah. to, de- to demystify how actually what sort of, uh, impact it's, it's creating, uh, on your uh, nervous system, sort of create this MRI for the nervous system, how games and movies and uh, whatever, uh, is impacting your the stimulus. Yeah. 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 yeah, because it is it is those things, and if a lot of it's just patterns, it's just like firing patterns. Um, yeah, it's fascinating stuff. It really is because if like what we're talking about is really trying to just decipher and and break down the core essence of what these things are, and all it really comes down to, if you really break things down to, is just like energy. <laughs> you know, yeah. energy over time. That's really. You know, it's like energy over time. The one thing I heard the other day, which really blew me away, was that if you take all of the, uh, if you take all of the atoms, I think in the known universe or whatever, I think if you mm-hmm. consolidate them down and compress them down, I think it was like green pea. Yeah, it fits in your hand or something like yeah. that. So basically, yeah. everything that, like, if you were to remove the space between atoms, 
yeah. and electrons and neutrons. Like if you take that and push them all together really tightly, compactly, like, isn't that crazy? So like the earth, yeah. our beings, everybody we've ever known, anything we've ever seen. And then beyond that, way beyond our grasp of reality, if you take all of that, you condense it down. It's, it would fit in the shape of our hand, man. Well, if you th- like, just, just think of in terms yeah. of, <laughs> who, who and and who did, who came up with that right like like what level of of engineering would, yeah. and and criteria and of thinking was required to to even come up with something that is this it's like it, it's ridiculous it's, it's a lot not, of qu- inquisitive minds quest- uh, questioning minds right like well what yeah. what makes us why are we made? okay well what's that and then just going further down the line i think the problem i think that's why there's so much divide in society between art science and and uh, math is because people are losing the curious part of themselves and being fed like the social media drip, you know, like they're not asking why, you know, yeah. for the most part. And maybe there are people, maybe it's just the people that I haven't been interacting with, but like, yeah, that's really where the art starts to begin. And I think that you should never have, I, I, I always find it like, why, why put those barriers on yourself? So like why not just be curious about math? Why not be curious about geography or why not be curious about different things to infuse and, f- and put into your art, you know? Um, because I think like the people that, I mean, I was raised to admire, which would be like, um, like the the king of them all, like Da Vinci, which I think is mm. a, a prime example of a, a true artisan who's a person who's very curious about so many different things. And I think his uh, his con- contribution to the community of art is really quite significant beyond almost all of them in my pers- my perspective because he shows that the essence of a creative person is about being inquisitive and curious about what it is around them and exploring that and taking your life's work seriously and dedicating your life to whatever it is and merging the realm of math, merging the realm of science and merging the realm uh, of art. I think he was able to do it more than ever because back then art and and science and math were so closely tied together. Uh Uh Now it's like you really, to to understand quantum physics, you really have to dedicate a, a solid part of your life to really grasp it at a deep level. Is But you can grasp it at a surface level, which I try to do, and I think, I think I'm I'm guessing here that you do as well, because you know you put it into your work. It's not like you can understand it all in time, you know, and and also understand Houdini. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a there's a barrier of like, okay, I need to take a break from this and go to that thing. But um, it's interesting how Houdini has you know become my place for meditation on those topics. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, and I. Well, and I so how talk about you, Houdini and how it, it, you've came to you come to find it and what it is to you because yeah for those of you that don't know what Houdini is Houdini is this incredible program um, that I've I haven't really played much with I, I have friends that play with it I've spent a little bit of time in there I think the way that I've kind of summed it up is that with most programs they kind of give you these recipes and these like um, mm-hmm. presets of thought and and logical mm-hmm. patterns of, of thought whereas Houdini kind of says Hey, here's all the ingredients. Go have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. That's kind of how I've seen it. And, and both are great. Not saying one's better than the other. Houdini is just like, it's an open sandbox basically to play and build whatever you want. 
So I think it's built exactly how the I, I think they tried to mimic what they know about the the mechanics of the universe in mm-hmm. terms of uh, the the mechanics of the particle and stuff. Yeah. I, like I really that's that's how I look at it. And I really when when you will find time and you will decide to okay I want to explore that more. I please let me show you the way I look at it and the way I engage with it because uh, it's not what it's important to have a good mentor instructor with Houdini in the beginning because when I opened it like years ago I was like you know fuck that this is yeah. just. This Every is time just, I open it, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, no, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then, <laughs> but I know that I will, once I get it, that's going to be oh, game over and I'll have yeah. so much fun. Oh my God, man. Like it's, 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 it's like, uh, our directing laws of physics, right? You have all this like digital electrons and you create constellations of different digital formulas and uh, I call them digital potions. And, uh, even like when I work, I put the, uh, um, uh, background of stars in, in my network so that it's, 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 it's it looks like I'm creating uh, I'm connecting the constellations. So I have, I have my way, the way I engaged with it. And that, that sort of magical approach makes me love, makes it, makes me love it more. And, and it somehow, uh, informs or, uh, you know, influences how I design the, uh, the be, before I go into that, I wanted to ask you, have you seen uh, uh, a show called missing links No, with Greg nice. Braden? Yeah. Please put it on your list. This, this is absolutely phenomenal. It's is that uh, on Netflix or something. It's it's on Gaia.com. Okay. It's uh, uh, G-A-I-A.com. Yeah, so it's like, it. but the it's exa- It's called Missing Links with mm-hmm. Greg Braden. Yeah, Dude, like it, it, in terms of science, history, biology, this is the most interesting, compelling, um, data-driven, science-driven, and uh, it's entertaining and it's so interesting mm-hmm. in what talks about the evidence of our simulated reality and and how Bing Bang ties to that. The uh, the the scientific discoveries that completely, you know, um, overturn uh, perspectives on, on, on the architecture of, of nature, you know, even from 30 years ago, the because the data sets the scientists have now are, like give so much more information than before. Yeah, it's like resolution, basically. Every yeah. year brings more resolution. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just something like if you want to get inspired because you know when people talk about science oh where the fuck do I start like there's so much that will give so much inspiration and that will give so much interesting ideas and so many new questions to ask mm-hmm. uh, and every thought like he really prepared the program really well so every episode is building on top of each other okay. and it's leading something to something incredible like there's yes. about the uh, electrons about the heart about the, the mind about the DNA and and uh, yeah he talks about the um, what's his name the uh, um, Who's the Darwin as well, right? Like when when uh, what what his theory was based on, and and how even Dar- Darwin himself was questioning his own assumptions because he was making those assumptions without knowing anything about cells and the DNA. Yeah, of course. And and and, and yeah, like and it's so interesting. So that that part is um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a cool uh, uh, resource. Yeah, I have to definitely check that out. Yeah, it's fascinating. I love that stuff. Maybe the, like, yeah, we'll talk a bit about that. How you're going to use your art to kind of infer mm. and help the the because what we're what you're doing is you're taking abstract thoughts and then personifying them through a different form of communication, which is visual, right? Which is really yeah. fascinating too. Which is yeah, I'm just like scrolling through again um, this crazy dump of images that you did for the the geometry of intelligence for. Mm when we were working on edifice together and it's like man so gnarly and taking this and somehow kind of translating it to something to convey or help people understand uh, more complex thoughts and stuff i think yeah 
I think that's really where your skill set's going to really thrive is when you're able to take this and help communicate things to yeah. people, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Super insane. I, I, I can't wait to show you the next thing that I'm building. It's uh, uh, the thing that I, uh, it just back then I didn't have the machine to be able to handle what I needed to build. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I have a really like a beast with 128 gigs of RAM and, uh, and, and, you know, proper processor and, and storage so that I can simulate what I want to simulate. And, uh, um, yeah. is a big uh, memory consumer, right? It depends what you do. Yeah. Sure. With, with, with what I do, you know, 128 gigs sounds like a lot. No, it's not like, I yeah, don't, yeah. I heard like 256 is about right. Yeah. For like the gnarly Houdini stuff. Right. But yeah. that's, it depends again, like I don't what do fluid do? simulations. I, I do mostly like a lot of like geometrical simulations. Uh, if you do fluids, probably, yeah, like a, at least 64, right. Yeah. Is, is recommended. Otherwise it's not just, that expensive now. It used to be so bad, but it's mm-hmm. gotten a lot, a lot better now <laughs> more than ever. I think. Um, what I, the, the project that I'm currently building, it has to do with, uh, with, with, with language, right. With, uh, with the language of, uh, with the neuronal language, uh, the language, uh, that people use to communicate and the digit and the language of digital thought. Mm. And, um, I, uh, you know, my obsession with grids, right? Like I, I, I studied with, uh, um, I read all this many different books and, uh, and took courses and, and crystallography and everything sort of, um, it felt too much I, until until I found that guy that, that I shared with uh, with you, Dochi, which was the most I think the most magnificently uh, practical book. The, uh, yeah, the what's pow- that one called? The Power of Limits. Yes, yes. It's, 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 it's like the, the most amazing book with the worst cover and the worst title <laughs> because it completely that like if you look at it, like, it doesn't communicate the, the juice and and the profound body of work that he put into into distilling uh, the architecture of uh, and revealing you know uh, the, all those ratios and revealing the geometry of what we may call a masterpiece and uh, yeah um, so what I did. Um, so I, I applied the same knowledge and I started to look at language. If, if you look at different languages, um, like Russian, English, Hebrew, Sanskrit, and uh, Japanese, kanji, it, it's just design, right? It's, it's, uh, you can place each letter into a grid. Yeah. And what I did, I, I started to figure out different ratios for different languages. Mm. And, I, and, I, and, I, I, and I've never seen anybody look at the language this way before. Mm. That's why like, you're doing that. I'm doing the exact same thing. Weird. And then Do we can't even tell each other. This is awesome. Huh. <laughs> Not yeah. the same. I'm sure you're going way further than I am, but it was, I'm doing, I was just doing a very similar thing. I'll show you after we're done with the podcast. So, okay. Cause I think you'll find the fascinating or actually maybe I shouldn't. And then you just kind of, we'll show each other later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, either way, the, the, uh, my, what, what I tried to do was to uh, create new patterns, right? Mm. Like, so that as if the, the geometry we're looking at, uh, it will look like as if it was made out of that language, like it was written through that language because I'm, I'm creating this effect of, of the an animation uh, geometry uncoiling. And as, as it uncoils, it looks like it was written in different languages. It, it doesn't look exactly Japanese. It doesn't look exactly Chinese, but when you see it, you can clearly feel, Oh, it reminds me of Japanese. It reminds me of Hebrew. It reminds me of, you know, um, um, whatever, like by, by something biochemical and digital yet it feels it's original and it's unique damn man that sounds awesome yeah and and see the, the thing is uh, this is what uh, uh, it was just another exploration right and it wasn't driven by okay i'm going to do something cool and then 
show yeah, everybody for likes yeah you're doing yeah. it because you're yeah genuinely like, curious about the fabric of things and like well, what the heck yeah and deciphering things and finding those patterns and recreating i think because now you have the tools to do so and it's just mm -hmm. like yeah dude that sounds awesome that sounds uh, like a lot of fun these I, are all reasons to do this stuff i think it's like to, yeah to 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 wander to be curious to to discover things to yeah to really get into those interesting questions you know of why and how because it is true when i was doing the same thing i was like wow this is crazy they all fit into a grid um, yeah <laughs> they're different markings well obviously yeah because yeah, i was like i looked at greek i looked at hebrew mm -hmm. i looked at and these are all coming from the crazy thing is these are all just localized locations on earth with with tribes of people that needed to do something beyond they needed to basically create um immortality by creating stories so that they can mm. create these forms and dashes of patterns that would then have meaning and, and it would connect to the written or the spoken word of stories basically and using these and then those turned into you know being used for different things obviously but yeah if you break it down like it's so interesting like if you look at like kanji or um then you look at like hebrew formations and stuff and it's like wow like there's some similarities but they're all different but they all fit within a cube kind of shape you yeah, know which yeah, is like yeah, what the yeah. hell <laughs> have you seen have you seen the 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 oldest arabic i don't know oh man like if you see it i was like when i saw it I was like fuck like that looks like the most alien futuristic language i've ever seen hmm. I'm, I'm being serious right now. Uh, i don't think i have a reference right Oh, it's yeah. like it's found because uh, well, a lot of it doesn't it come from kind of like Egyptian kind of stuff too. I I, I don't really know. Is it like the chisel lines and stuff? They're just like straight uh, lines and stuff. There was one reference that I found, and it 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 looked like so so geometrical. Uh, it, it it when I find it, I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah, it's fascinating. I think a lot of that comes because of that general area and like where the pyramids were. And if you look at start studying the pyramids. Um, and you start see, studying the language that they're using, which they're using like almost pictographs, you know, which is fascinating because yeah. they didn't, they, they were trying to figure out a way of taking these pictures. I mean, cause if you look at, um, if you study like Japanese, like a lot of the kanji comes from symbols, like the uh, dragon symbol, yeah, for example, yeah. which is a quite a common tramp stamp tattoo or <laughs> like a, <laughs> Um, but if you break yeah. it down, like it, it's a dragon on yeah. there, you know, like, and they're, they're basically taking <laughs> the visuals and turning them into a formation that they could then kind of write and connect. I think the thing that's really interesting about kanji is it's like even friends and people that I know that are Japanese that live in Japan, like not even they know how to use it properly, like completely. Oh. Right. Cause it's not a complete through language. I think that's why English is so strong because English is so damn robust and it was like kind of established a little bit post all the picture, you know, the picture age basically. Okay. So the, and I think it was like, it was like a really interesting modular tool. Yeah. I'll have to tell you and show you some more stuff from passage that Francois and I are making because we're fusing all this really weird shit into it. Um, at least for me, it's like, Oh, this is fascinating. Like all these questions and stuff. I think I sent you the previews of it. So the next I only, one, I, I only, yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. Which is super weird, but yeah. <laughs> you know why create something if it's not going to be weird <laughs> at least that's what i think you know like if it's not going to make you feel interesting or if it's not going to make you think then don't even create it it's like 
I mean, you create it, but it's like bigger projects, I guess. But that's fascinating that you're getting into to language because, yeah, it's really interesting. Like here, I have a chart here. I'm going to send it to you via Skype because this is what I was just talking about. And somebody fucking did a great job of breaking it down. Let me see here. Put this on the chat. So here. Here, and you'll, and you'll see what I mean when you see it. It goes from like early Arabic all the way up yes. through like the Phoenician times to early Greek yeah. Latin, then the modern, modern Latin, then, then Latin obviously turns to English, you know? So isn't that fascinating? That's ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> the evolution right there. And the, what's crazy is that that's not over a long period of time in regards to just how long we've been here. It's kind of a blink basically, but it's fascinating because over time, because you got to think about like, okay, also the means of which these were being, these were being transferred and created, which would be like on linens, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't think they, back then they didn't have formation for paper yet. I don't think, right. Linens and stones and rocks and stuff. And so every year they would look at it and then like a bird would shit on one of the letters. Like, oh, they, they removed that part you know, <laughs> or something, <laughs> you know, who knows? And then the thing changes constantly. Um, I think you would probably see something similar with, with the Japanese as well. You'd see an evolution happening. But the thing about Japanese culture is like, which I'm very fascinated with because I love it so much is it's, they kind of, they just stick to it, you know, like, Oh, this is how it is. And boom, we're going to stay, we're going to stick to it. Like they evolve. And when they evolve, they make it, they're very smart about their evolution, which is really cool too. So yeah. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. You got to go to Japan, dude. I, uh, that's one place I'd like to go. Yeah. Like the, the, I, I'm not drawn to go anywhere, like in particular, except for, uh, Tibet. Like I'd love to go to the, uh, uh Mount Kailash, you know, like that, that sacred mountain. I don't know. So, Quebec? oh yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Tibet. Tibet. Okay. I was like, okay. So Tibet? Yeah. I was like, I was like, that's not too far. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Tibet. What, what is it? So Tibet inside Tibet, where is it? Uh, it's called mountain Kailash. Ah, okay. Yes. It's, and it's some sacred, interesting mountain, and there's like a lot of uh, mysticism and enigma uh, surrounding this place. And uh, I heard this, that's where Pornhub's main uh, tower yeah, is. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the data center. So it's like <laughs> it's in that mountain. That's why you want to no. go, you freak. Yeah. <laughs> no, that looks crazy. Yeah, Tibet is on a whole different level. The, yeah. the, there's something uh, I got this uh, book from a Russian scientist, and he he's he's talking, and it, it, he's kind of talking in code a little bit, like, like as if the mountain is a big, massive fucking crystal, that it's not just like a regular kind of mountain, that it, that it's sort of a pyramid that's made out of a certain frequency, and uh, yeah, there's something about that it. That sounds crazy. Yeah, there's wow. something. This, and and one of the sides of the and this, this is a scientist saying, and like I don't. I, I, <laughs> That's such a loose word, though, isn't it? You're like, mm-hmm. it's a scientist, but then you're like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, the, the thing is, because the, the, there's open questions, because there's no satisfying answers to what he's trying to find. Mm-hmm. There's some contradictory stuff that he's researching, and he tries himself to demystify that, because it, 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 uh, from his research, uh, there were certain properties of the mountain that uh, see, even like I'm, I'm saying, I'm filtering this because a lot of people might say like, "Oh, that's bullshit." Yeah, like, no. Let them say it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, I'm sure there's a lot of people who say bullshit. A lot of things we've said already. So, okay, yeah. Who cares? Uh, yeah. So th- there's a lot of stuff that's interesting, and it's one place I would like to go. Yeah, uh, that looks I'm, really yeah. interesting. It's really high up there, huh? 
Yeah, and that's the place that I've been drawn to since I was a kid as well. Like the, 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 there's something about one side of the mountain or of this whatever this mountain pyramid that that apparently acts like a mirror, which yeah. is. But I, 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 well, let me dive into this because I read the book about like seven years ago. It's way up there, dude. Twenty thousand feet. <laughs> Mount Everest is twenty nine. Wow, that is really high up there. Yeah. No wonder people are tripping balls, dude. They have not enough oxygen going to their brain. (laughs) You're just tripping. Your body's like fighting to stay alive. That's crazy. Yeah. There's something about the electromagnetic field from what I understand that that, that's something different that, and and the thing is electromagnetic field is something that your cells bow to. Like this is the language that they listen to, right? Mm -hmm. Because no no matter what you think, the uh, solar radiation can change your DNA. Like the, and again, like radiation is uh, just a, just just a frequency of of, of a certain kind. And the uh, there's something about the electro, electromagnetic field. I'm going to look into this. I'm going to let you know. But it's yeah, uh, I'd love to well, know more about it. Like, well, when I feel better, like I, physically and mechanically, uh, it's the place that I really want to want to make a trip to. Mm. Yeah, yeah, baby, that sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go on a <laughs> a hiking trip up and just in California, up in the mountains in a couple of weeks. I'm excited. It's so important. I know that um, we should probably talk a little bit about like nature and its impact on us because we talk a lot about, um, mm. you know, these computer nerdy things and, and, and all the things we're really fascinated about too, but um, how important nature is and getting into it, how, how overwhelming it can be. Um, how often do you get a chance to get out into nature? Man, I live in Vancouver and I live right by the Stanley Park, which is mm. like the, and I, I, I live literally five minutes from the ocean. And awesome. uh, yeah, like I, 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 I go to the forest all the time. Vancouver is a really beautiful place, huh? Yeah. You haven't been here though. No, I wanted to go. I was supposed to go um, and speak at the cinema thing. Yeah. It's called. Yeah. Seagraph. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But um, I think it just got, I've been reducing um, these things down because end up just like doing all these talks and then I'm like, well, what am I doing? You know, Mm. I can't be talking about this stuff unless I'm doing stuff. So I've actually cut down my speaking mm. events like completely down to like two or three year max so I can just focus on work. Cause to me, that's all that matters really. Just, I love meeting people and seeing them, but yeah, but if Vancouver is a kind of fascinating thing, I think, uh, Jorge lives up there and mm-hmm. well, there's a lot of talent up there. It's a very expensive place to live though. From what I it is. Like, yeah. It's like, like one of the most expensive places mm-hmm. like in the continent. <laughs> yeah. To live. Yeah. It's yeah. Fascinating. It's and it's annoying because the um, like you have a lot of tourists coming and uh, you know and the uh, real estate is expensive and the buildings themselves like really small. Like when I was at your house, it was like there was like a lot of space. Yeah, <laughs> baby. There's no way like my apartment is like your your studio. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like, yeah. I guess you don't uh, need. I mean, it depends on what you want, right? Like the only reason we live here necessarily is well, there's quite a few reasons, but like yeah, having space is nice because we spend so much time in our house. So it's like it needs to be you need to have enough room basically to to be away from everybody. But at the same time to to feel free so you don't have to some days I'll, I won't even go outside for like three days. I'll just be working like boom, boom, boom. And then I come yeah. outside. I'm like, wow, this is a whole man. People suck. Yeah. <laughs> I hate well, people now. <laughs> I, yeah, I get you. The, uh, the, the time when Matthias and I were at your place, this was the one of the best days ever like it was so fucking funny that was so it, funny. It, it was like like i was my, my my stomach was hurting like like literally like a like when you guys were doing the handshake oh man dude, is awesome 
I love him. He gave him the most amazing back rub. I got to give the, we got to tell these people his story. So you guys come over and (laughs) we, you know, we, we have a lot of things going on. My daughter had a a basketball game and I was like, Hey, you guys come over. But like, I, we got to go see my daughter go play basketball because I try to catch all her games. It's important, you know? Yeah. And so we go and, and then you guys came along and that was awesome. And then like my back was like killing me from jujitsu and Matthias (laughs) sitting behind me and he's like, he's like hands-on he's like oh your back's hurting okay and i was like yeah rub my back and i was joking but he went like freaking i had like a yeah. full-on i was sweating i was like <laughs> and matthias is like tall ripped dude huge afro yeah. super yeah. nice and he's like six five yeah yeah rubbing my back at my daughter's game there's parents looking at us all weird <laughs> Kira is like looking over at us sometimes. She's like, what's going on over there? Like almost her whole game, he's giving me this epic rubs and I'm like dying because he's like, he actually knows where the, the pressure points are. So I was just mm. like, it was so funny, like awkwardly awesome. And yeah, it was like you were cracking up the whole time. I was saying all kinds of inappropriate jokes as I normally do to break yeah. the ice constantly but yeah it was awesome gotta give a shout out to matthias but that was an amazing that was a really great time because you guys came over and we had dinner and food yeah that was really good shared laughs and we did a, did a little video action yeah it was you guys know how to cook and and uh, yeah and your your wife's uh, uh wine selection i'm like that was <laughs> that was good you know gotta I, come back down man we love wine down here yeah it's really but good we, wine down here too so we're really really uh, blessed what, what, what was the game we played like the uh um because that was hilarious as fuck. Like what the cards oh, against humanity was it? There's cards against humanity. Then there's um, then there's another game. I think we played with the little drawings on it. Right? Was it little drawings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fuck. Uh, joking hazards. What's called? Yeah, that's joking a fun hazard. game. That's a really fun game to play. Yeah, it was like you would combine different images, right? And then it would make like a funny joke or something from it. I think that's what it was. Yeah, well, you got to be there to understand this. Yeah, but yes. that, was, that, that was awesome. That was a really good night, though, and I think mm-hmm. it was just really awesome because that was well, we had met briefly when I was speaking out in Toronto, Toronto. Yeah, yeah. but those, yeah, you know, when I'm at those speaking events, dude, it's just like so gnarly. There's just so much energy going all over the place, and it's hard to like have. So when you come to, when you come to my house, you just like oh, yeah. this is where you basically got a total look into the day in life, basically. So it was a, it was a fun. Yeah, we had a good time, and it was nice and therapeutic too. And it was good to, sh- to share a quality time. Yeah, it's uh, so, I, so I, rare. I, I want to share something, and I, I think I told you, but the uh, you know that time in Toronto, I am dude, I'm so grateful what you did. Like you had no idea that I was in the audience actually. Like you had no idea that I was coming. And, I didn't uh, know. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. yeah. I and, think, uh, did I did you come to me before? I think you came no. up to me bef- right before I went to speak. I think right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. for like literally ten seconds because you you were just about to hop on the stage and there was like a lot, a lot of people wanted to talk to you. Yeah. And I and I back then I uh, like I was I had really serious health issue health wise and I, I I wasn't planning on going and uh, like a heart I, thing right? You had heart issues or something. Uh, uh, brain and uh, back pain. Yeah, yeah. And, from all uh, the radiation, dude. No, no. Well, <laughs> no, it, it made sense, but the, uh, uh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I checked. No, I'm fine. You also have four thumbs and four fingers <laughs> too. So. All and, radiation. and I'm single. Yeah. Look yeah. I'm single. But something's wrong with this picture. Four wingers and you're single. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Sorry. I keep interrupting, but you're saying you're, yeah. you're out there. 
Uh, so that, uh, this is this is actually FITC Toronto. Um, the, uh, three months prior to that, right? Like that—that's when I produced my first body of work that, that I was really proud of, and 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 I did that because I was genuinely afraid that I was going to need a brain biopsy, and I would like there was no guarantee that it, it, because whatever, when they enter brain, like this is ne- never a guarantee. Oh, you're going to be fine, right? Like super you, you're, sketchy. And I and I and uh, like at that period of my life, like I was really um, like I. Uh, 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 See, like I'm not, I'm not saying everything, but the there was a lot of things going on, like with, with my father, and, and uh, like I was just like I was like in a really sort of severe depression, yeah. not in and debilitating headaches, and uh, nobody could help me, and I tried to, uh, and the only thing, and like I couldn't work as well, and what the only thing that helped me was doing design, like mm-hmm. that that's that's the only thing that that was in my control because everything felt like it was I could not control any of that. At least that's how it was appearing to me and I was journaling and uh, and th- this is the blessing of forward talks you've had with so many people that this I think this is the beautiful legacy that you've created because um, it, it, it's almost like being in, in, in therapy because uh, you know when I listen to you talking to other guys and you listen to quality of thought and what they what they've been through and 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 what they're trying to produce and you know the the uh, it's helping because it's it's helping uh, spiritually and psychologically because you you keep going like it, it it helped me to keep going it helped me to 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 want to believe that I was doing the right thing when I really felt uh, like a fool because you know th- th- there's a saying the line between a warrior and a fool is really thin <laughs> yeah. and I and I really felt like I was a fool because I was like okay I wasn't making money I was like getting into more more and more debt but what I wanted to believe was that if I produce really good work. And that will be an expression of me. The right people will respond, but also, I, I, when I was told that I had certain certain condition that I that I needed to take care of, I, dude, this was like a genuine fear that if I fucking die, I mean, it it it, it was like it it really sobered me up. And at the exact same time, I there were two friends that I lost as well in exact same year. And, and, I, and, and then, and then my, my dad, like I was grieving my dad's condition and like, they, like there was all those things and like, and, and I really was on the edge and the only thing that helped me, okay, you know what? I've always wanted to design like Da Vinci or you and I both fascinated by him. And I, I wanted mm-hmm. to produce not like his replica, but I wanted to produce something that visually kind of looks like what Da Vinci would have done, but today. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, you did. And, and, and it took me three months, right? But it, it, it was three months of dedicated, uh, like literally crying and designing and like sobbing and, 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 and being in pain and, uh, but just doing it right. And, and I sent it to you literally when I was on, and I wasn't like going to send it to you. I just sent it to you. I like, I was like, I, I, I almost expect, I, yeah. But the thing is you, you didn't reply. So I, I didn't know, right. You didn't reply right away. And the, and, and then in Toronto, you, you show, you show, Two, two designs, right? Yeah, like yeah. Even, even for like 30 seconds, but those, uh, and I was standing all the way in the back because it was completely sold out. It was packed, right? I was standing all the way in the back and then boom, like you're showing two of my designs and then you, you, you mentioned, and I, and it, it, it made all those three months of pain like completely worth it because I, I felt like I, I was, I was doing the right thing, right? Because, um, and good things came out of that, right? And and then I kept pushing with with uh, with uh, Houdini as well because I um, I uh, as I was researching more of the science, uh, right? Because that actually it's interesting. Again, in hindsight, 
uh, Ash, it, it was that creative brief that you created, right? And then I turned it into the hex one, right? Yeah, the hex one. And then mm-hmm. I how I turned it into as if it was crafted on Saturn. It yeah. was crafted by Kronos, the the, the the time maker. And like and and it, dude, it it it's weird to look now back mm. and see how that became like this sort of uh, precipice. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, I would not have I could I anticipated or precalculated that that would have led to this conversation and to many many other things that unfolded for me uh, unfolded unfolded. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And the whole thing is you've done it all yourself. You've you yeah. like there because we've had a couple of tense moments when I was teaching you too. I was like, man, mm-hmm. you know, you need to listen to this and try that. Yeah. And you know, and it was good because I was getting trying to get through to you, and you also helped me be a better teacher. So there's a, yeah. there was a totally a back and forth. Um, thing that happened, which I think is really important. Um, but no, I mean, you 100% did it yourself. And and I'm glad that you were there. And I'm glad that that made I, I had no idea. So that's really great that I didn't know. I didn't know at that time, especially but I, I mean, yeah. eventually you did tell me how important that and special that was to you. And that made me feel very happy that because like, I didn't know that you were going to be there. And I wanted to definitely showcase and show like, I want, and that the purpose for me was like, dude, like, look at these amazing people. Like, this is so yeah. cool. And it's so cool to see where art goes because I'm teaching you these mm-hmm. things. But then you went off and just like made something completely different from it, my expectations. Yeah. What's cool is like, I can still see some of the seeds of thought in which I've tried to help you with, you know, and then like some of the techniques. I was, I think the yeah. displacement technique thing, which is really fun, something I was discovering oh, yeah. too as we're yeah. going. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. it breathes a lot of life into the work too. But um, no, but 100% you though, which is really awesome. And so it's cool to hear that. And it's nice to see that you're able to take these like, you know, adverse situations and then advance them and tr- turn them into something that is impactful and helping you out and getting through these <laughs> adversities. We talk a lot about this on the show and I think it's so true is like if you're out there and you're listening and you're having a hard time, let's say you're yeah. like not aligned with yourself or your true self. I've been there. Sergeant's been there. Almost every guest has been there and we constantly go through there and I think it's a part of the the journey of it. But you just have to, you know, kind of just keep going, really. There's mm-hmm. no, I mean, that's really cheesy advice, but that's yeah. like, <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's like the further down you go, um, the the deeper the good stuff is, I think, and the like the further out you go, as long as you remember to come back, like you're gonna find some really interesting things, you know. So it is cool though, because I've seen a lot of the the habits that you created on Leonardo da Vinci of Saturn, which is the mm-hmm. project you're just talking about. I'm seeing it kind of feed into the other things that you're doing. Yeah, and the yeah. side effects Houdini thing, which is just like, mm-hmm. dude, that project is like on a whole different level. I remember you showing me this. I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> this is on like some, like, I've never seen something this insane before, like displayed. So you went from like making these, I would say like, they're very complicated, but they are within range of like, hmm, maybe I could figure out how to do this to the point where I'm like, I don't even know what you're doing now. <laughs> Which is to me is like, this is becoming magical in a sense. Cause usually I can decipher things pretty easily when it yeah. comes to visuals, but I'm like, I don't even know what you're doing. This is like, this is on a whole different level. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. The, 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 thank you for saying this. And even that, that with, even with Houdini that, that, that got the first prize, the, yes. the intention again, wasn't to Can impress. Can you talk about the, like, how that came about? Sorry for interrupting, yeah, but yeah, I just yeah. give some people some premise what we're talking yeah. about here. Uh, so side effects. And again, I haven't been like a heavy Houdini user before I entered the competition. Like I wasn't, I used it on and off, like I, but I wasn't you came like in a, and won it all, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. it. And that's true. That's what happened. But, uh, but again, it took me, I, I noticed this uh, theme, like three, three 
or four, like really intense month, months to figure that out. Because I gave up, dude, like I gave up like every, every other day, just like when I was doing the spiral, you know, for, for, for your project, it, it was like a daily uh, give up and come back, give up and come back because I really wanted to build something, not, not again, not recycle somebody else's idea, but I wanted to, uh, build, uh, visually how Houdini nodes look like the way I see them. Right. Mm. So I built this like mathematical temples and, and I wanted to make it look like it's, uh, uh, the, the data channels sort of look like, you know, veins of the trees, uh, surrounding the temple and, um, yeah, and, and I wanted also to build it completely procedurally, meaning that I wanted to explore what it means, proceduralism, right? So that I build one system, and if the node looks cubic, and I change it to a hexagonal shape, the whole cables, cabling system will propagate and rearrange itself such that now I'm going to have a different shape. Yeah, right? dude. I mean, that, so that, that's, a diff- and that's what I did, and that was a different way of approaching design and, and trying to figure things out. And um, cool. I and, love that, though. I must, sorry to interrupt, but I, the thing I really admire is that you see that the potential of what Houdini does and, and Houdini is so wide, but like the current day Houdini stuff is like, oh, you can sim epic water and fire and stuff, yeah, which is really yeah. awesome because I have friends that do that. But you're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love that you're just like, no, I'm going to just do this other thing. Basically, I'm going to totally go against every yeah. current day understanding of it and really show the. And I really love that they admire it. They, they acknowledge that and and praise you for that because, I mean, you definitely said, Hey, this program's worth, this program yeah. does way more than just what that, what people are saying it does now. Yeah. It's not just to destroy and create water and fire. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you can, which is you amazing. Can, it's amazing that it does mm-hmm. that, but it's, it also, you can do this stuff, which I don't even, I still don't know how you did it, which is I'm like, what is this? It's like, <laughs> it's, I, uh, it's so I, dense. Like the, I, I can't even grasp how insane that is that you made this. And I think you were doing it on like a Mac or something like right a G5 or something. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, 2010 Mac. Yeah. A 2010 even, Mac. But yeah, still, yeah. I mean, it's like, the, uh, it's impressive. Um, when you will start shifting into that, like, dude, I'm, I'm going to show you the things and oh, I'm going to show wait. you. I can't wait. And, it's yeah, not, I, I'm probably going to do it after these next couple of films. I'm going to start going okay. into it. And then it's just going to be like, I'm going to have to shut all the doors. I'm going to close off everything and I'm going to go full on crazy mode into this stuff. So, uh, Have you heard of Saber Jelassi from Rebelway? I think you uh, told me. I, I, so uh, Saber Jelassi, he worked at Blizzard. Uh, he's a Houdini guy, and uh, it's Igor Zanik, uh, Saber Jelassi, and uh, so they have their own school, but it's it's all Houdini. Mm. Uh, and it's called Rebelway.net, and yes. uh, and uh, and we connected, and uh, yeah, Saber, that's that's like yeah, a friend of yours, right? You were saying, yeah, yes, yeah. okay. And uh, he's he's going to help me with uh, with build the course Houdini for Design, and that's and I think like when I build it, you're going to be the first person to, that I I'll, I'll share this with. Oh man! Exactly. So you're making a class for it then? Yeah, 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 and. Uh, so basically everything oh, like based on grids, based on everything, but exactly tailored to to motion design and design, like not with, you know, all of the destruction or kind of stuff, but focused on exactly shape, shape and architecture. That's procedural architecture That's and stuff like this. Because, dude, like when I show you what you, you and you, you'll see the potential, the things you're going to be creating like, mm. um, with your mind when you apply that to this. Oh, man, uh, I'm ready. Uh, and it. <laughs> oh, he's ready. <laughs> I want to fast. I want to flash. I want to fast forward 
<laughs> I want to see what happens. <laughs> uh, and but but the the, more, the most important thing is the Houdini is one of those things. Uh, I, I, you know, on, in our school of motion with uh, Joey Cornman, yeah. he he uh, he had a, um, a just was on his podcast. Were you? Yeah, he's such a nice that. guy. Yeah, he, yeah he it's not out yet, but he just okay. had me as a guest. Uh, he, so he was my mentor for the uh, animation, like for, for motion design, and uh, I was such a nice guy, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I and. Well, he had a podcast with somebody and the guy said animating in Houdini is like killing a fly with a machine gun. And I, <laughs> and I'm like, like blasphemy, you know, blasphemy. <laughs> yeah. It's all how you look at it. Right. Yeah. Because, um, the things that you, well, this is what my intention is to, to, to build it such that it's a pleasant, joyful transition for somebody like who knows how to use uh, cinema for D for instance, or, or max. Uh, Maya, whatever, and uh, into Houdini and being able to do what you need to do, right? Mm. Um, and but again, also based on the research that I'm doing, so that that's yes. so that there's a bit more intentionality in terms of design and there's more uh, nature grids present in the design. Because my and like my pet peeve is that when I see a lot of Houdini work, even with with all due respect, with all those Houdini TDs that the technical directors that work in different visual effects studios, you see them do amazing work for the film. But when you see the personal work, it sucks balls. Like, like really, like it just, it just, it, like it's really not, not, not that. Like, it's, it's as if they don't have design sensibility or something. Yeah. And, well, uh, most of the time, it is that though. Yeah. It's like they're, um, for the most part, they've managed to really do an amazing job of understanding the technicalities of the button pushing part yeah. of it, but the missing the why. Yeah. The uh, design, design comes in. Design thinking, design sensibility, storytelling sensibility. But also, when when I when I saw all of the like Houdini design work, it was all abstract crap. I was yeah. like, what about more intentional stuff? Oh no, we're gonna go more abstract. I hate the word abstract. Like like, <laughs> what, 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 what does it even mean? Like I just did something. The computer did something. Let yeah. like let's be more intentional with 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 the shape that you wanna you know if you wanna communicate something. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, it's just it's not. It's easy to create abstract art. It's more yeah. difficult to be more intentional about the, you know, the, the, the shapes that you want to uh, build. Well, you see that and that, that trend kind of fits perfectly with the very um, shallow, like, you know, like client work stuff that Houdini has been used oh, for constantly, yeah. you know, which is, um, it's just totally fine. It, it has its place. I think, you know, it's like, oh, we want to turn a shoe into like some kind of like web of sperm or I don't even know what it is, you know? it's like it's a sperm shoe or something, you know? So, but I mean, it has its place it totally does. And it's really fascinating. Like I've seen incredible work from it. Like, yeah. um, like an amazing studio. There's incredible work with Houdini is mm-hmm. man, man vs machine. Like those guys, yeah. dude, their work is insane, you know? Um, and they, that, but they the way that they take Houdini as a tool and then <laughs> translate into that into advertisements really quite fascinating they don't only do that though they do a lot of other really fascinating Mm -hmm. amazing projects but no you're 100 percent right and this is something we've talked about many times over about having your work have meaning and purpose and and definition and defining it and stuff and even if it's abstract to the public at least it has a meaning to you you know and even if your meaning is is very simple like i just want to create you know Mm -hmm. what i think of a cube or something i don't know and then i want to i want to like for me, I wanted this thing to turn into that or something, you know, like that can be your meaning, you know, it doesn't have to be this, you know, massive thing, um, you know, deciphering Da Vinci's brain. Yeah. Like you do. yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. different levels to it, but I, I agree. I a hundred percent agree. But the, the, at the same time, like this is another thing I'm just trying to be aware of. It's like, okay, well, I guess, you know, everybody has their own agenda and what mm-hmm. they're interested in. That's yeah. It's like, it's totally fine. And that's, what's really great about it. Cause there's such a variety to it. So we're able to kind of 
shine in that difference, you know, being different and looking at things differently. We should talk a little bit about um, edifice and working on that because I, mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was quite an interesting journey. You want to talk a little bit about that? Um, well, let me let me think. Yeah, well, of course it was. You're all fucked now. It was a nightmare. No, I, <laughs> I felt like you enjoyed yourself, even though it was difficult. It was remarkably difficult for me because I, I, you set out rigorous criteria, and I respect that highly about you. And you also gave me a, a some sort of a, a creative liberty to come up with something, right? Yeah. Uh, that, and, um, and. You know, this is actually one of the topic of imagination. You know, it's one of the things that baffled me that we, we, you and I can imagine a building, but we don't, what we need to go to the university to learn how to build the building. Yeah. It's like this dichotomy, just like with, you know, I have the body, but I have no idea how it's designed. That's just another piece that always, it's like the language of God or the language of whatever consciousness that you can, you know, you can harvest and con- con- construct those images yet to build them through your hands, uh, you, you need to learn the skills. Um, I'm, why am I saying this? I, it, it, I'm saying this because like we, it, like when you, do, when, especially you, like I'm, what I admire about you, you so remarkably intentional and, and articulate with what you want, like, like really, really clear. And that's, I figured I have to be with you because I know that if I don't like, if I don't get specific, I know that the way your brain works, you'd just go all over the place in a great way. But I, sure. I didn't want to burn you out, basically, you know. Yeah, it's very, it's very because like you have the ability to just go in every direction that I'm like, oh man. And I really cannot stand working for directors that like go, oh mm-hmm. no, just make it good. And you're like, well, fuck you then, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me some direction. Do your job here, you know. So. Which yeah. happens a lot. And that, I mean, got to be fair enough because they have a busy, hard job as it is. But and sometimes you're just like, well, OK, well, I'm just going to go and freestyle and let's hopefully it's good. So <laughs> the, the, with, with that project, the intention was definitely to show the, uh, uh, I guess, digital embryonic evolution. Right. In, in, yeah. in the way that it has not been portrayed before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we needed to yeah. make something new that hadn't been yeah. seen or done before. And I knew that possibly people wouldn't even understand what it was that they were looking at in the first place. Mm-hmm. Cause I think the, the film itself is more or less a visual poem, a visual audio poem. Basically. Yeah. I call it a dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And some people get it and others don't, you know, and yeah. I think that's, what's cool is like the people that don't get it. It's like, yeah, it's a bummer for you. And the people that do get it, it's like, awesome. I'm happy that you, it makes sense to you in a sense. What's cool is like, I remember um, going to jujitsu in my jiu-jitsu coach uh, Giovanni he's awesome and he's very open-minded to the very interesting things and he's um I mean you have to be kind of I think to be at his level and and he he, I I sent it to him because I often share some of my work Uh with him and he was like yeah I was like so what did you think of me he's like yeah I got it and I was like oh yeah you did and he was like yeah so it's this and that in terms of that and then she's like this I'm like oh wow like you really (laughs) I'm so surprised that you just got it that fast he's like yeah it makes sense to me I'm like Damn, mm-hmm. that's awesome. So, yeah, so I think that was really cool that, like, he was able to understand it, even though it was, there was no spoken word, there was no script, there was no, uh, like, dialogue that would kind of mm-hmm. fuse into it. Um, and I think the thing when we collaborated, so what, what had happened is I was had a fever dream and I designed, I, I was supposed to do this whole project for Dolby. The whole edifice was actually supposed to be for Dolby. I was going to do it for them. <laughs> 
Um, it just it ended up with timing and, and technical difficulties. I wasn't able to pull it off in the time that they needed. And so I decided, oh, well, I'm going to still make it. And at the same time, you were sharing these incredible pieces of geometry and things you're making. Mm-hmm. And I was, as I was going through it, I was like, well, I really want to show what the original thought of, of artificial intelligence looked like. What does that look mm-hmm. like? Not, it's not ones and zeros like we think yeah. it is. Yeah, like, yeah, it's exactly. like matrix stuff, you know, like what does that really look like? And I'm always fascinated by like the, the, the equation of curiosity, which is like a spiral, mm-hmm. which is Fibonacci spiral, which is like this mm-hmm. ratio that's endless, which is a, the origin of a fractal, which, yeah. and, and to me, it's like so awesome. And I knew you would get nerdied out by that. And so I, <laughs> I originally asked you, I said, can you just show me how you would go about trying to make this in Houdini? And this would be, this, yeah. it was going to be my entry point to Houdini. And as you're showing me, I'm like, do you want to just make it? Cause you're doing an ama- amazing job. And then it's like, I think you could actually make it. And so you're like, yeah. And, and no, it, knowing was, it, I was, <laughs> you went through hell for three you. months. <laughs> it was a bit more that I was showing you this and then you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like you, I, and I told you like, yeah, I could make it. You know, <laughs> That was like really cool because I think you, you feel like, Oh my God, I have to learn this. I have to learn that. I'm like, yes. Oh, what are those? For? And, and like, well, and I, I would, you know, I'd love to, uh, you know, make yeah, you were, you were kind enough to be like, yeah, you were, you wanted to go on this journey with me because that's really what it is. When I decide to collaborate with somebody, it's like, we're going to go on a journey. It's not going to be mm-hmm. amazing all the time. It's going to be challenging, but at the same time, it's we're going to, the goal is you start off the journey as one thing and then you exit as another. And with, if you do it right, you end up at the end of the journey feeling as a better person or a more evolved person or somebody yeah. that's gone through it and learned something new because that's all it is. It's like the the film and all that stuff is just one thing. It's the journey that I really enjoy yeah. as well. So, but no, it was really fascinating. So we started working on it, and yeah, you just <laughs> came from sketches and drawings and ideas and and frames of references. And I, yeah, I, I think I just kind of threw a ton of stuff at you and said it needs to be like this and like that, and this part goes there. And then you went off and made it. And it was, I know it was really difficult for you. And I have um tons of gigs of, of videos and things mm-hmm. as we kind of went and evolved and the most amazingly huge photoshop files from you <laughs> uh, yeah. there was one thing that uh and again this is the difference between being intentional and not right like if you oh we could have just created something abstract but the yeah. thing is you specifically and i i and i it it, it was such an amazing idea uh, when, when, uh, so it was three shots that I needed to create, right? Like the smaller spiral, like baby, baby spiral uncoiling, and then like a more complex, uh, and then, then bigger and bigger. And the, uh, you, I think it, you, you said like, it would be cool if the spiral had, because the next shot or the previous shot was buildings mm-hmm. that yeah. the elements of the spiral needed to have some of the geometry of the buildings. Yeah. Right. So yeah. when you look at the spiral in the second shot, it actually look, like it looks like it, it it does resemble the buildings, and cool, create that and animate that. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, man. I mean that that was like a challenge to figure that out, but it was absolutely worth it because it produced something that again was really original. And you know, and, and the interesting thing, a lot of people reached out to me after that, right? And uh, and yeah, the, you got a lot of great praise. It was great to see. Uh, and um, <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, but what, what's interesting in terms of expectations of and working with other people, it was interesting to witness how there were certain people that wanted to work with me and they, th- oh, and they, they would say like, I really want to build this and, and make it really original. And, and we have a week 
I was like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that, like, that's completely yeah. not viable. Like, the, no, the, the, not. The, you, you got to sober up to the to the viability of your ambition. Yeah. And uh, okay, two weeks. Like, no, like you're asking about like research and development. That's a bit more complex than that, yeah. because I think people are used to uh, recycled work. Yeah. And or maybe like After Effects presets or stuff like this when it comes to geometries yeah. uh, or like regular Cinema 4D MoGraph stuff. But and and when you want to build something original, it, it will require time. Like there's like with Avatar, right? You there's no way you cannot buy, uh, um, have shortcuts when you build a masterpiece. Even if you have three billion dollars, you cannot make Avatar tomorrow. Like you yeah. still need three years or two years to build you need that. Time art art some art just yeah. needs more time than others. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and this was a three-month, I think, endeavor. Three months? You were working uh, I think I, 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 Probably four, yeah. But, I mean, four. it's also, like, a huge part of your life. Yeah. To it. You know, like, it's not just, like, the actual duration of actual production time of working. We were, um, yeah, I think we were, I, I remember it being about three months. I gave myself a three-month thing. Okay. Like, okay, I got to get it done three months. And then I, I had you starting, I think, before I was doing principal photography and stuff. So, yeah, mm -hmm. maybe what you were doing it for four months or so. Yeah, but I generated so many different assets, right? Like actually, yeah, I, tons, I, so I, much. But the the blessing of that, yeah, like the spiral is just one aspect of that, right? Like I I built like the whole creative library of of presets and rigs and and options, <laughs> and I've I've researched so many things. The thing is, I realized why I did that when we had a meeting. Uh, I misunderstood one word that you said. Uh, because you you wanted a tapestry and some I think you said something and I assumed that you want the entire geometry for the body of the of the woman. Mm, you know? yeah, oh, yeah. So like I was like oh my god I need to build like the whole nervous system yeah, of her yeah. <laughs> and that's what I misunderstood. Fig yeah, figuratively, yeah, it was not. It was more like no, it's more of an a, a, a symbolic a sim symbolic formation, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's <laughs> yeah, because of the whole thing was just evolving. But no, it was it was a really it was a it's it still one of my favorite projects personally, um, because I think it fuses a lot of things. It was for me it was so much fun to be able to have Anthony come down and, and have mm -hmm. him shoot it and, and Christine and, and build the box with my dad. My dad was going through a bunch of stuff at the time and he mm -hmm. had helped me build the box and that was so cool and like I don't know, it was just you know, it's like a good excuse to go off and do things, you know, mm -hmm. and to collaborate and make things with people. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't, um, say it better for, I think that's such an important part yeah, uh, of making things is to collaborate and, and learn and work with one another. And I, I don't know, it was a really cool project. It's cool to see, um, the work that you got from it and like the, what you made from it and how that evolved and kind of connected to the rest of it, which was really cool. So the uh it, it was healing as well i mean for like for me doing like what i was doing there was definitely a lot of stress because i wanted to build something that hasn't been built right but the and i didn't know how to do it that that was another challenge yeah. so i had to figure that out it. and it was and it was interesting that one morning i woke up and there was a spider uh right on my balcony weaving the web mm. and dude i was just like i took my iphone and i started to film it and I filmed it like in slow motion and I, and I, and I just studied them and I started to think, oh, wait a second, how is the spider thinking about the creation? Not the final shape of the web, but how the spider goes about creating the web, where yeah. he makes the points, what legs he's using to connect the points. And, and, and then I went back to that book for um, the, uh, the power of limits. I looked at the, at the grids again and that's how it, you know, how that, that's the exploration and the research and development that, that brought about that design and many other designs. And, um, 
Yeah, and th- th- there was actually cool connections that came out of that as well. Like there was a couple project projects that I that was part part of with, but I'm not allowed to talk about them. Yeah. But it was amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. No, it was a cool process, and I and I'm hoping that what we're, we're talking about here and while we're talking about it is it's hopefully to encourage you who are listening to to go off and take a risk, and make your own work. You know, this was originally supposed to be a client project, instead of letting it die and not become mm-hmm. anything. Um, I invested time and money and all that stuff. And when you invested so much of your own time and hours and hours and effort, but I think you knew, um, where it was going to become and how it was going to evolve and yeah. become your own thing. And you really owned it and took it, took advantage of the situation and made a great thing out of it, which is really cool. I think it's really important, you know, so, uh, we'll sound really like you're in a good place. Project. So you sound spiritually like oh. really like you're just like positive and, and happy and, and everything that's I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better now like yeah okay. like, there, there was something going on but I'm, I'm in much more control right now and uh so yeah i am right now i am and uh i'm gonna have my parents uh visit this september as well and uh i'm gonna spend time with them and uh, uh you know i work with wilson tang right now awesome and yeah. uh, uh wilson and i actually going to be at the uh vr conference on the panel uh talking at the uh, in vancouver that's right yeah that's yeah. right and this is like one of the first times you've done like an on-stage thing too yeah yeah oh yeah of this scale because it's going to be huge yeah and especially like with 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 a, with a, with a human like him right like he's a he's a he's incredible man to work with like he he is as intentional as you are and what i love he he just extends care to to like to the project that we're currently working on it just really really the the, the main criteria is to deliver it to a certain nature of the result and uh yeah and not not settle for less yeah baby and that's what's awesome and that's you know iron sharpens iron it's like one of my yeah. favorite things you know it's like a great human aligned with another great human or whatever um yeah that's where really great work is created which is really awesome that's awesome i'm excited to hear and see where that's going to go because i'm sure it's going to be really fascinating the the idea of what you're doing and then kind of combining that into vr and stuff that's going to be pretty pretty interesting i imagine <laughs> yeah man, I, I, I do have ideas how to visualize the nervous system and how to visualize beliefs and the geometry of thought and then how it gets encoded through vr mm. but uh, and but that's going to be for later right now i'm just going to do an animation and uh yeah, yeah. baby steps baby <laughs> you know how to kill yourself yeah because it's like you get, it's almost like you gotta see the forest for the trees or see the you know the trees or whatever you know like just being able to see things clearly or be able to focus on what matters most and kind of design that but i'm happy that you're in a good place and it sounds like you're feeling you know like you're you're in harmony with what you need to be doing which is good yeah you, you know, it's like we talked about and there's been a couple of times where you're just like dude this, this sucks i'm feeling yeah. vulnerable and i'm not happy and i'm not in a place where i need to be and it's like, yeah, but I was, I think, um, you know, it's like the advice I gave you is like, no, you, yeah. you, you just got to keep going. You know? Yeah. You, that letter you sent me, like when, when I, when I told you this, this is, this is where I'm at. This is what I really want to be going. And this like, I don't want to lose the velocity right now. Right. Mm-hmm. I do. You replied within 20 minutes. You replied within 20 minutes and, and you like gave such a really thoughtful response that I, I like, I, I, it just really helped me to, okay, just, just keep going. Okay. This is, I'm not like, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's just, I'm still early in the process and, uh, yeah. And it was worth it. And it, uh, yeah, it was really worth it. If there's uh, something, it's a piece of advice you'd give to your past self, what would it be? Oh my God, be patient and mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Just, just do what, just do what you need to be doing, but 
because the, the money was such a big fear because I, uh, there was one, a chunk of time when I couldn't work. Mm. Uh, um, I, I was so stressed about that. Right. And, and the fear that I can't help my dad and, and the, all of that, like there, there was, but it, it taught me how to really develop discipline like that. The, the, the whole journey basically asked from me remarkable, no bullshit discipline and focus and dedication, not just an adjective, you know, to describe something. Oh, I'm going to do it. Do it. Sit your ass down and, and one by one, one by one, get things done without letting, you know, all those thoughts wrap around and paralyze me. Um, that, and th- I think that that's what I developed and that's, that, that, that's what I'm currently doing and, and, and applying. Um, mm. yeah, that's, and I think the best part was to, uh, just, I think that the, the, uh, the personal project that you're describing why, why it's healing is because you are driven by your own criteria, yeah. not by the criteria of somebody else. Yeah. Uh, and you're driven by your own deadline. That's realistic. Um, or that you can push just a little bit so that you don't settle for less. Yeah. I know that's been the biggest problem for you, I think, because it's like, yeah, the, the dealing with the uh, ridiculous time, like, you know, I work on a movie or something like, okay, yeah, we want to see like 10 concepts at the end of the day. They had to be authentic. We have never seen it before and it needs to be great. You're like, goodbye. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's like, and how could they ask that of somebody, uh, you're, what you're doing? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. no, you need it. So the, what's cool, and I think I'm fascinated by is seeing where you're going to find a way to make a living, a way to support yourself by doing it in a different method, because that's not sustainable for you. It wouldn't work. It just wouldn't make sense. There is, it's not even possible because the way your process is, is to think and meditate and correlate and and grab all this information and digest it and process it and then consume it and then build formulas and test and retest. And it's like, it's like, you're yeah. on like this whole different level, whereas the entertainment, because what's interesting is you're like, oh, I really want to work in like the entertainment industry and do these yeah. things, movies and stuff. I'm like, dude, uh, I don't think you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wilson took me out of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it, there's amazing times. I must be, I mean, I'm not going to say yeah. that, there, but it's it the demand on it. It will, it would break your brain, man. It's crazy because mm. the demand is so insane. Not like I think you can't handle it. It's just like, your process is completely different. You're much more methodical about it and you treat mm-hmm. things differently. You're more of like, more or less like a scientist kind of thinker. Whereas like yeah. when you're pushing art out for films, it's like, it's such a business now and it's such a platform and they've have, mm-hmm. they have like rigorous, like structures of expectations. And it's just like, it's just gnarly, you know, it's like, yeah. Like the last film I remember working on was just like, yeah, we need like five to 10 concepts at the end of the day, four renders done looking great original and authentic something we've never seen before in one day in one day yeah and you gotta do it and then yeah and then the funny thing is when you give the more authentic you show them the more they're like mm, make it like this other movie <laughs> and you're like dude you asked for authenticity here it is and then you're like you know you don't even want to have it so I'm like yeah whatever <laughs> that happens all the time it's quite funny but let me ask you, how do you deal with that? Like, if, uh, do, do we still have time? Can we just briefly talk about that? Yeah, of course. So yeah, the way yeah. I deal with it as I make personal projects that I care about. <laughs> the, okay, client, okay. the client work, like that kind of client work. You know, sometimes like um, I would say like for when I was working with Justin Kurzel on uh, Assassin's Creed, it was probably one of the best collaborations I've ever had. Not nice. like the other ones were bad. It was just like this one was really great because our communication was um, like mutual respect right off the bat. And I knew he was mm. busy. And so I was like 
hey man, I'm just going to give you like a, you're a painter, you're an artist. I'm going to give you all these pieces. And then you kind of will work mm. together on it. And, and he had so much trust and respect and we just, we made art together. That was the first time I would like with directly with the a director that we were just like, Oh, what about this? He had that. And he had such impeccable taste. And if, and if he couldn't answer it or he didn't have it, he would just trust me. And then he, his trust turned into me trying to make the best work for him. And it was this very healthy symbiotic relationship. I mean, it's really not healthy. It's when, you have somebody that doesn't have good taste that doesn't know what they want and then yeah. they're abstract yeah. and you're like oh, fuck yeah. you know yeah. yeah those are the situations where i i usually just fire myself from the job i just go ah, you know i this is not going to work not the right fit. yeah yeah, yeah. And, I don't, and i don't want to take your money and i don't think i'm going to be able to give you what you need so then you, there you go go find somebody else that can you know there, there's just not a good fit you know so but yeah, I mean, it's it's just a different design of it. I don't know. Like for me, when I see what you do, I'm so fascinated about like what it is that, like how, where your career is going to go, you know? Like, would you be a part of a documentary series or would you be like, you know, visualizing these things on the side that show you were talking about the, the um, let's see, missing links, you know? Like mm-hmm. how fascinating, like maybe like you'd work on like translating what he's saying or, yeah. or like there's that... um. I don't know, you know, like there's so many different ways that you can go with it, but it, the process would have to be so different because yeah. the expectations are so harsh on yeah. these things, you know, it's like the timelines, yeah. mainly due to budgetary con, um, constraints and stuff. But yeah, yeah. But if you can live within your means and you, and you, and you have a lifestyle that doesn't ex- consist of Bugatti Veyrons and <laughs> cocaine, off yeah, no, cheeks, then you're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you describing Maché again? Yeah, Maché is constantly <laughs> sniffing crack off of crack. So, yeah. <laughs> you got to keep, the, you, I mean, yeah, you got to keep up, man. got to keep up with that that crazy madness. But no, I think the patience is a really great advice the, to yourself. I think that's very true. And that's something that it just, yeah, things take time. And if you think about it, how fast you've, how rapidly you've grown. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm, I have a hard time with patience myself, but being patient is very important, I think. And it's something that is really hard to learn. But I think you only learn it once you come to the top of that one little mountain for the first time. And you mm. look down and you go, okay, well, I was glad I was patient because I'm here. Mm. Then you look above you and you go, oh, this shit, there's a whole another range of mountains. Yeah, <laughs> Time to be patient again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man. What's next for you? What's coming up next for you? I know you can't talk about the client stuff, but, uh, yeah, there's one thing that is currently happening. I, I, I hope it's going <laughs> No, I wish, man, I'm single. I wish. No, <laughs> eventually, uh, eventually. Yeah. The, um, uh, the, the project with Wilson is incredible. Like it's, uh, I'm, I'm proud that I'm working with him Good. and, uh, you know, the VR conference in September in Vancouver and, uh, uh, the, see, like the thing, that, the most sublime thing that I, uh, I, I just I'm not allowed to talk about yet. But when it does happen, then uh, next time I talk to you, we'll, I'll, I'll share with you. Like I actually, would, what I would love to do if we we talk maybe later, uh, have another talk, but you know, in several months or something. But exactly around the neuroscience of design and the ethics of design and the master chefing of design, mm. um, because I th- there's something I'm researching that I want to share with you, and I'm just want to see if we can you know almost like a create a new, new movement maybe in a way or something it's yeah. something actually what wilson tang talked to you about as well 
uh, when it was the concept art for good, right? Yeah. The, uh, what I'm doing is that I'm, I'm doing a deep research into how images convert into hormones and, and how well design is medicine, basically like in, in one, in, in one sentence that that's how we'll sum it up. So, and, and you are technically like you are a doctor, right? Like you are creating images that people consume and that affects how they think, how they behave and, and, and their worldview and how they interact with one another. And like, so a lot of like neuroscience, neuroscience behind, uh, you know, the work that we do. That sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. I've been really thinking about that a lot heavily, um, you know, about trying to master chef art, you know, cause mm-hmm. I mean, we've been consuming food since we can remember because it's just the process of so food has been around with us for a very long time. Whereas art is, has not, it's very new and same mm-hmm. with the internet and all that stuff and exposing art. So it's, but I, I always think about that when I watch those shows, I go like, how could you take an artist? And they tried to do it with abstract, but I think they missed it in a certain way. Not saying it's bad. It just didn't, it missed really for me what it is to be an artist. I think in a lot of like respects, you know, like sure they captured like the finicky nature and like those interesting obsessions and stuff. And I didn't watch all of them. I just watched a couple of them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the abstract show? No. You should That's watch it. It's interesting. Abstract show. It's called abstract. It's on Netflix. It's uh-huh. a, yeah, I won't spoil it for you. Just watch okay. it. I'm curious okay. to see what you think. Um, I think you probably have a similar thought. But yeah, I think the trick is really capturing. <sighs> it's so hard because um, art is, like I said, it's so new to us as a society and a species. So, and, and it's so abstract. Like when you talk about food, you go like that tastes good. Well, why is it tastes mm. good? Or that's healthy. Okay, mm. why is that? What's a chef? You know, a chef is this. And you could say that about an artist, like oh, an artist is a painter mm-hmm. or something. But so like, it was funny even to bring up the conversation I have, it was having with Gio. He was like trying to introduce me to another student in the class. He was trying to explain what I do. And he's like, well, what do you do? And like, what do you call yourself? Cause he knows I do so many things. I'm like, he's like, what is it that you title yourself as? And I was like, I just say I'm creative. You know, mm-hmm. I don't even, there's no term for it that makes sense to me personally. Whereas some people I think would go, oh, I'm a, I'm a designer. Yeah, um, this or that, and and but I don't like. I feel like putting those titles on kind of ruins it in a sense. It's like I'm just creative, you know. And 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 what does that mean, you know? Like, what does that mean in the overall spectrum of being an artist, you know? And how do you create? How do you translate that into words that other people can understand, you know? Because it's it's still very very primitive. If that we is. we talked with Wilson about this exact exact same thing, and he came up with. Uh, Two words, reality architect. I can see that. Yeah. It's like you, you are building things like you're creating whether it's virtual augmented or whatever. Yeah. I can see that. It's almost like, um, I guess you're kind of going into that reality distortion field, I guess, which is what Steve Jobs would talk about, which is bending the future to mm. your will and designing around that. Cause that's kind of what we do as well. We take what, you know, cause like there's the past that you can't control. There's the very finite brief glimpse of time in which we were actually existing right now we're having this conversation and mm-hmm. then there's the foreseeable future and then there's the far farther away future and trying to you know manifest and and manipulate that and and um distort that to your own um desire that's really the fascinating stuff i don't know that stuff just really gets me thinking about the most crazy stuff because <laughs> like if you if you really are a manifester of things if you can really manifest and bend things and it's like 
it's almost like you go in that matrix moment and bring up matrix all the time as a, as a <laughs> reference, which I hate doing, but it's so accurate with like the bending yeah. spoon, you know, yeah. or shifting your reality, distorting your reality so that you can kind of, um, do that. But I'm just talking about the, the overall essence and power of an artist, a creative person is being able to do such things. And that's a very unique and, uh, and, and specific trait that I think is very, very different from almost all other professions or yeah. careers or, um, even with food, you know, like I wish that the things that we made was as fast to make as food, you know, I wish I can make a movie and as fast as I make a meal and enjoy mm. it, you know, cause mm. like, cause you get similar kind of enjoyments, right. you know, you sit down, you, if you make a good meal, sometimes yeah. a meal will take you like a day to make, but that's, yeah. dude, that's like a blink of an eye in comparison to the, the time that we put into these <laughs> glimpses yeah. of yeah. things, yeah. you know, it, yeah. Um, I'm all, I think about food and relations a lot. Do you think about that too? Like in food and how that relates to your art? Uh, not until this moment, actually. You I should. This way. I, uh, it's interesting. Mm. It'll create weird passageways of thought for you. Cause you're going to mm. go like, how does this relate to food? I like if that. I were to change the word from, from office to kitchen, if I had to change the word from mouse to knife mm. and the words, like, as I often use that to explain things like, okay, well, here's the recipe and here's the ingredients. It's like, cause food, it makes sense. Cause we understand it. Cause it's a common language, but yeah, it's something that I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out how to, how to do that. Cause again, as I watch these shows, this master chef and all these things, mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, they're so well done. And they articulate yeah. what I can, cause I'm all, I used to, sh I used to cook. I was a chef at, previously before art and mm -hmm. I did it. I did it because it was like a, an easy way to make a living, not an easy way. It was a very hard living to make. That's why I stopped doing it. But it was a, you didn't have to have a, an education at the time to go be a cook or a chef. Mm. You just had to know how to cook and that's not too hard to do. So. Oh, um, is it? <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I mean, well, there's oh. levels, right? You know, yeah, 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 yeah. to uh, make a decent meal for your family. It's not too hard. I don't think that's hard. Uh, so you, you watch master chef, right? Yes. Yes. Oh man. Like uh, the way they did, uh, like the way Gordon or like uh, Joe Bastianich and uh, like describe food. Oh, mm. it's just, it's like poetry. Like yeah. the, the adjectives and like what he's, I was like, oh my God, like, I wish I could speak like that when I, when I describe art, when, <laughs> when I describe design. And, uh, and when you look at the stuff that the people are producing, I was like, how did you even come up with that, you know, symphony for the, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it amazes me. Well, I, you think about like, um, like Mexican food, for example, as a prime example, like Mexican food, for the most part, the key things that you know about Mexican food, like for the core, basically, and I'm, there's a lot of, there's a huge spectrum, so I'm not going to just... Mm -hmm. lump it all together but you have a burrito let's say you have tacos tostadas enchiladas um i mean there's more obviously but when you break down those ingredients they're all the same they're just presented mm -hmm. differently you know what i'm saying so the variety yeah. in which you create yeah. that's what's really interesting about all the fusion when i was in japan they were they had this like i felt like i had better italian food if besides pizza <laughs> i had better italian food in japan they love italian food and it's kind of similar in a sense where it's they have acidity and noodles and stuff. And man, I had this like Japanese Italian fusion food. It was like insanely good because it was so, it was such like the perfect blend between the taste and, and seasonings and like, essence of Japan and then the taste and seasonings from Italy. What I'm getting at is the variety is, was really where it's at, you know, in, in creating these like hodgepodge varieties, which is really fascinating. But Food for generally, and I, and you're right, because like those guys, when they're on that show, they, they manage to articulate it. I think that just comes from their ability to the, the, how much time they spent with it 
and really being able to digest and, and process things and articulate things down to like, oh, like this tastes this way for that reason. That show is so funny though. Like it's yeah. so well edited and it's so like, it's, I always like look to my wife and go, cue the, the piano, or cue the fucking violin or cue the yeah. boom, boom sound, you know, like it's, and it's so hyper colorful. Like the great yeah. is like, yeah. it's an oversaturation madness, but I enjoy it because it's like silly entertainment that I just kind of sit through. Mm-hmm. Like, cause Gordon Ramsay's quite an interesting guy. Like, yeah. yeah, he's an interesting guy. Like what he's done, what he's managed to do with food, and like sometimes it really annoys me because I'm like, dude, like you're taking it too crazy. Like chill out a little bit, you know. Like, but he's doing it for entertainment factor, you know. So, but yeah, and he's he's entertaining. I love watching his. Um, he has like a YouTube channel where he, I think it's a YouTube channel where he breaks down like basic recipes and stuff, mm-hmm. and just teaching people the basics of cooking, which is really awesome. But then he turns it into like really good meals, and they're really quick videos or like three to five minutes and they're so easy to follow. And I've been trying to get my daughter into cooking and we'll watch those videos. Cause I think the YouTube thing and she translates, she kind of listens to it if it's off YouTube. Cause that's like authority, I guess Okay. <laughs> rather than her dad who knows, you know, enough uh-huh. how to cook. So, <laughs> but oh. no, it's uh, yeah, I really enjoy that. But that's something try to think about that with your creations. Like, converting it and translating it to the formation of what we understand with food because food has been around a lot longer in a sense not to say we haven't been creating for a long time because we have but i know we've been consuming things a lot longer than we've we've been consuming food longer than we've been imagining i think at least interesting you what do you think i never thought about it this way um well you gotta think about like well to survive we need to consume to make energy yeah 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 in the beginning it was a very primal like yeah it it was a base on like and back then i mean it was like single cell organisms are just kind of doing it as a just kind of like a it's a part of their very simple habit of of i don't know survival yeah yeah but then then it turns into because the abstract thought came quite late later i think if you think about it when did the abstract thoughts start to come in? I guess when you don't have to worry about anything, then you start to imagine dreams. Exactly. Yeah. And when dreams happen, cause like dreams are a set recharge, you know, um, and dreams are fascinating too. But yeah, I mean, so food has been around since the beginning, not just food, but like consumption to create energy has been around, um, since the dawn of our, of us, you know, there's some weird things like I, uh, I'm friends with David Wolf and like, he's got buddies who just live on salt, salty water or complete breatharians. And, and you think it's bullshit until you meet those people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something you do. Okay. I'm going to do it tomorrow. No, 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 I love no steak stuff, like, and stuff. I can't do that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like it, I love it, vegetables it, and stuff. I can't do that stuff. Yeah. They, yeah, they right, live it, on, they live on salty water. But because salty water is electricity. I mean, okay. that, 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 that's, that's what it is. And, but, but again, it's, if you start doing it now, like it's, your body's not going to sustain because you already have a certain mechanisms and systems in place that are, and the enzymes are like, it's like you need to prepare your system because a human body is just a salty ocean in motion, you know? Not mine. Mine's full, <laughs> full of Gatorade. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> anyway, but that's got a yeah. burrito in it too. So I don't know what that even is. So. <laughs> no, it's true that how much uh, we're of, of uh, how much we're based on water, which is fascinating. Like how much water is we're just walking around like skin sacks of water. 
Mm-hmm. Water electricity. <laughs> so they just yeah. what they just consume water and salty water, and that's what they do. Yeah. yeah. So they slowly ease themselves off of like normal but food. Ye- years, man. Uh, years. years. Like, so not, now that that's all they do, they just yeah. And, really? and, and yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm, I'm being serious, and like the, the human completely is uh, the organism is sustained to live like this. I, I like I didn't buy into that until you know until I looked into this and sure that's fascinating, but, man. I just love food so much I couldn't do that. I, yeah, that would be difficult. I have no discipline when it comes to food. Like I'll be eating shit at like three in the morning. I'm like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I open up the pantry, boom, cookies. I don't give a shit. Like if it's good, I'm eating it. Like. <laughs> Where's my yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm thankful I have a really high metabolism and then I work, I crush it hard at jujitsu and stuff. So like I burn right through it, but yeah, it's, yeah. I, I mean, dude, like a burger, like tonight I'm hanging out with my buddies. Like, dude, I can't, I'm like salivating. Just thinking about whatever we're going to eat. It's going to be awesome. You know, that's uh, the, I don't know. I mean, I that's really admirable and interesting. There's this whole thing of people like living off the sun, the energy yeah, of the sun. Yeah. 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 That's fascinating too, but it's like, wow, like, I don't know. I love that variety in, in humanity. That's so different from me, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you, you like ramen, right? Like the Japanese model? Oh, yeah. Freaking oh, man. Like, love well, ramen. When you come to Vancouver, like there's a place, uh, amazing. And they, uh, they have a uh, charcoal bamboo ramen. Oh, just, just. Oh, man. If I was a seaweed guy, or seafood or seawater <laughs> guy, I'd be like, dude, sorry, Sir Jan, no wine. No epic bamboo crusted yummy ramens. No, <laughs> just give me this. Yeah. Take me to the ocean. Put my head in the water and let me take a couple drinks. <laughs> just salt and water, please. Yeah, yeah, just a glass of salt and water. Like, a, I mean, it's pretty easy. I mean, I guess it's you're not too picky. You just have that one thing. That's fascinating, though. That's crazy yeah. that it can sustain. And sure, it takes a long time, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I I love ramen. That sounds good. Um, we have a pretty good ramen place down over here too that I love. I loved eating that ramen. Yeah, in, in Japan, dude, it was like freaking ramen galore. I was drinking beers, having sake, having nice. ramen. I, I only we only ate sushi one day, and that's kind of funny because that's like the ironic food, you know, the ironic Japanese yeah. food. It's not really. It's actually like ramen and curry is like the the main kind of food that you would kind of encounter mostly on the streets in Japan. But man, so good! Yeah, you got to go to Japan. You'll okay. you'll adore it. It's just on a whole different level. Just really yummy, yum yums, yummies everywhere. <laughs> Super yummies. So, uh, so let's wrap up. Like a minute. Uh, no, no, we get co- we're gonna go for five hours. It's gonna be the longest <laughs> podcast ever. No, I'm just joking with you. No, for sure. Um, yeah. So we talked a little bit about all, uh, all these different things. Did we touch, do we miss anything that you wanted to discuss? You know, I, it's, it's, I realized that I'd like, I'd like to talk about the neuroscience of design and, but, but the thing is, it's a really big subject and, uh, I don't want to share some things that are uh, not fully clearly distilled and articulated sure. because that's really important. Otherwise just like, oh, well, this is what I think. Cool. I, I also want to offer, you know, like the actual solution and, and, and where we can go with that. But it's it's important subjects such that create guidelines and uh, um, you know in the inter- entertainment and media industry uh, and industrial design right that takes neuroscience into the equation that takes the the uh, the um, uh, longevity of the human DNA into equation of create, creating something right because you know like there's so much debate on different subjects about whatever religion or culture or whatever EMFs and and everybody has an opinion but the thing is if everybody measured through 
two questions. Number one, what do we want for the future? And number two, does it uh, forward the DNA or is it health, healthy for the DNA? Because no matter what religion, culture you, you are, you still are the care, like you, you, what we share is the human DNA, right? Mm. And what I'm saying is that we, we've got to have guidelines and keep in mind that we need to design to uh, experiences that actually cater to how the nervous system is architected. Mm. Uh, and that, uh, in terms of food, in terms of, uh, you know, visual experiences and uh, stuff like this and sound as well, because right now we have a lot of like crap in the world exactly because these are the, this is the criteria that's not taken seriously enough frequencies yeah, and, and, and stuff because we also because we can't see it for the most part yeah which but, comes yeah. which interests intro intros you a person that can take these things these abstract ideas mm-hmm. and visualize them that's a very powerful tool to have yeah and this is what you know wilson and i wilson and i also discussed and uh it's, it's something because yeah, wilson's all about having that purpose for things <laughs> yes and uh you actually you know what ping him like because it would be cool to maybe after the conference uh to get him on the call because right now he you know he's not no longer with kabam mm-hmm. uh he now he's got his own company good and, for him uh, yeah yeah and, he was recently uh, down here at comic-con and i was supposed to meet yes, up with him then yes uh, oh, yeah. my daughter wasn't feeling well so we had to leave early but yeah. He said there were like 300,000 people. Oh, it's Did crazy. It's just a like a massive nerd orgy mosh pit. You like bump into people's zits pop out. It's crazy. Yeah. Nah, this is just madness. This is a madness place. Uh, I kind of like, I'm kind of burnt out on it, to be honest. I might not go next year. Probably be the first time I don't go. It's just too much. But I, I think I'm just in it. This time when I came to, I was very kind of like kept to myself which is weird. Usually I'm very social there, but I just kind of walked around kind of by myself because my daughter went through her and her friends and kind of just walked around. And yeah, it was like very antisocial in this crazy dense place with people. Mm. It was crazy though. Cause I just came back from Japan. Japan yeah. is just as dense, but there's a different thing in Japan. There's a personal space respect kind of thing. Mm. And, and yeah, it's just kind of a little different, but yeah. But no, I mean, that f- sounds fascinating. I'm excited to see where that's going to go and where you're going to go with that and how you're going to evolve that. It's going to be interesting. I have one last question for you, though. Mm-mm. Are you ready? I'm afraid. Dude, what? get your body ready for this one. No, it's it's simple. But take, take a minute if you need to think about it. But um, where where you, where when I talk with you in 10 years, mm-hmm. if we're both still alive, hopefully, yeah. Where, uh, where are you going to be? What are you going to be doing? What do you want to be doing? No, man, I, I know I, that I know the answer to, because the, I mean, the, the, the whole struggle has been to find my personal answer to that question. Mm. Right. And like, I really want to be creating films about the beauty of the nervous system, about the beauty of the environment we live in. I want to show the about the mystify, um, I, my, my, my sense and my belief is that when people understand themselves better when they understand the geometry and architecture of their thought better and, and how it and how they they get encoded and 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 how you know the architecture of their identity comes to be i mean i'm using these big words because it's 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 how i think but when i show that poetically when i show it in, in a way that, that that's clear and uh, it, it will help people understand themselves and not be dicks or whatever it, it just to help humanity live as, as a civilization and i don't mean to make it like sound like messiah or something this is just what i'm genuinely uh you know passionate about like i want to it's what you feel 
like I, you know, for so, like some people treat vegetables like it's like oh, just like it's it's growing as you know whatever. But you 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 know you've seen me like fast my fascination with watermelons, yeah. like right. But but dude, it's like when you understand that it's not like a oh, black blackberry and watermelon are like remarkable by architecture, just completely like, like wow. He's gonna you make know? love to it. You can eat it. It's awesome. I mean, I mean, you can you, you I mean, it makes love to your gums and to your taste buds, <laughs> right? Like when when you yeah. when you eat. And this is what I really want to do. Like I want to show the beauty of uh, geometry and uh, and the intentionality behind the design of all of this. And uh, uh, but yeah, like and, and and work with amazing people like, like you and uh, you know Wilson and uh, other guys and to create good stuff that empowers and and hopefully unites people and not you know alienates. And uh, for example, Wilson is. Uh, um, uh, wait a sec. I think I'm not allowed to say certain things, but the, 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 his whole thing, he wants to create amazing experiences, products and games that connect people, not just isolate and you sit and play some kind of shooter by yourself. Right. But create games that actually unite people and you go outside and, and do things, but still use the technology. Mm. Um, and I want to create films where there's no violence because I bi- biochemically, uh, through the prism of neuroscience, horror movies and uh, everything that that has you feel has you has your body produce certain hormones is actually super detrimental to the longevity of, of your body so and and, and i want to demystify that in a language that that's clear to people because right now it's not right now if you take any neurosciency papers dude like you have no idea what they're talking about right mm. and that, that's why that's why common folk don't take it seriously right because yeah, it's, it's too abstract yeah yeah, it yeah. doesn't have a ground and meaning. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer because I love horror films. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Part of it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, yeah. It's like somebody saying they love Coca-Cola or something. It's just like, ugh. But it, what's interesting, even if you, you can deconstruct what has me like what I like, you know, like how yeah. did that like come to be and uh, what's what's uh, what's in the architecture of that one. And if you, you, you will actually find that the, the, this, this pretty... Uh, solid tapestry of becoming of that uh, selectivity. Mm. Yeah, there's definitely um, there's a reason why, and there's a habit and a pattern that's created from yeah why I do what I do. <laughs> I kind of know though, but yeah, what's mm. okay? That's awesome because in ten years you're basically going to be repeating what you're doing now. So that just that's why I mean you're in tune with what you're doing because you're you're just going to be evolved out of that. You know, you're going to be evolved. You're going to be having more things to show for what it is that you're talking about, which is good. So yeah. you are in harmony with what you're doing. That's awesome. Yeah. Because if you're like, mm-hmm. no, I want to like, you know, be a part of the blue man group and like, <laughs> and like I'm like, oh, wow, you're going to have to change a lot, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. so like, at least it's like you're aligned with whatever it is that you're going to be doing. So it's great. Yeah. And then just further down the rabbit hole you go. That's awesome. Dude, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here and your friendship and just rocking it out and making this amazing work and opening up these opportunities for us to look into and it's fascinating love it and i'm glad we finally did this podcast yeah me too thanks man and there we are everyone big thank yous to sir jan for coming on the show and sharing his time with this week uh, this is a special episode and I really hope you all enjoyed it again uh, let us know what you think about these new kind of intro topics on the show I'm considering possibly branching this off and having like another kind of thing that's a part of the collective that's more or less just kind of focusing on these uh, topics and things that come up um, periodically through 
just, you know, the weeks and months of emails and things that I get through PMs and stuff. So let us know what you think about this. Is this going to help you out? Um, if you have topics that you'd like me to cover or discuss, you know, let us know where, you know, if you, if you make notes, I think that there's ability to make comments on the website. I think there's a, there's definitely a way to make comments on uh, SoundCloud as well. So if you're not uh, doing that and you have a question or you're inquisitive, you can also just email us as well if you have something specific. So feel free to. Um, we'll do our best. We're, we're busy here, but we'll do our best to, you know, make sure we get that engaged. Um, as always, you can find links to the show notes for this week's episode at thecollectivepodcast.com slash 185, along with links to our Facebook, Twitter, and our iTunes podcast page. You know the drill, everybody. Go out there, be powerful, be prolific. Peace out, everyone.